Sky. 
from Universal Studios Hollywood in beautiful Los Angeles, California. ToadHopNetwork.com. Radio worth watching. Radio worth watching. I'm on. All right. <laughs> We're going to get that down, Joel. It's uh, my, my big cue. Yeah, I'm I'm a Hollywood guy. I need I need the cue. My intro gave me an exclamation point right as we got to that. Can we can we try a can we try and action? Can we try that little clapboard? We will. Yeah, we'll get that going. We'll make a big sign. Well, that's one of the things I like about doing the show is there is nothing formalized. There is no way to do it. A little loosey goosey. And and we want to do it that way. We want to uh, offer a different perspective to people. Mm Hmm. I mean, I'm in an odd mood today, what just happened? just so you know. And uh, well, first of all, you said we are live at Universal, we are live at Universal, which we had to park like nine miles away. <laughs> but I'm going to admit it right out of the gate because we are about honesty here. I cheated. The guy <laughs> told me I pulled into the normal parking lot, and they said, "Well, because of spring break for two weeks now, you're going to have to park over in the Frankenstein parking lot." And in the summer. And okay, oh oh, that's going to happen in the summer all as well. Summer we long. might have to take a vacation because I I, I I don't like. <laughs> I don't like it. Listen, the star of the show, okay, doesn't doesn't park in Frankenstein, okay, on and go eight floors and then walk ten minutes with my bag and all my preparation. I I have a star attitude, and I will tell you, I'm going to admit what I did. He said, "Well, just make a U-turn and go back," and I go, "Okay," and I did one of those. Oh, I don't know how to make a U-turn. And if they caught here, me, I was right? just going to go, oh, I, do, I didn't really know what he meant. Yeah. I, I, I thought he meant pull all the way up to where we're p- performing this podcast and then make your U-turn. Park if I was caught, hours. that's what I was prepared to say. Yeah. <laughs> Park for two hours and then make your U-turn. I love the excuses. That I, I didn't think of that one, Joel. You should have been in the car with me, uh, but I was not caught. So I was, go- and then they have a preferred parking. I, <laughs> I felt like a Kardashian. Hey, I'm. I should be parking in preferred. <laughs> Sometimes we have these self entitlements we give ourselves. Oh, you mm-hmm. know? So I did park in the preferred parking, <laughs> right up. I practically pulled into the studio. That's how t- close I am. You totally didn't tell me that on the phone. He's like, "Oh, parking's terrible." Parking's so bad. I, I better walk. Well, 10 for nine. you it will be. <laughs> <laughs> I was just trying to trying to help you out. Is that you better get here early? It's really difficult because I knew you were not the U turn type of person. <laughs> I knew, I you're not you're not a rule breaker. That's what I'm picking up. Right, right. Well, I try to, but I try to do. Yeah, because I was like, "What do you mean?" And the guy was like, "Well, that guy's an idiot. You have to park there." <laughs> he I'm, said I was an idiot. He no. actually was specific. <laughs> no, he said <laughs> that the guy. parking guy that told me because I said he could say he said I could park right here. So what was your morning like? No, it wasn't a it wasn't good. By the way, this is Sarah Sweet, uh, hey. and we had a wonderful weekend in Denver. Now that started our week off, but then again, no, today's Monday, so it's all other week. Yeah, but that was a great end of the week, and I was fried, completely fried. Yeah, we worked in Denver, Joel. We yeah. we went. To, Joel Geist is here with us as well. Uh, uh, every week we're going to be together, so we're week. we're basically all getting to know one another. Mm-hmm. Okay, it all started off a few weeks ago. I have this intention in life, which is what the show is about, too. This is a manifestation of my intentions, mm-hmm. is having this show. And I called someone, a, a comedian friend, Kyle C., who I know is also on that sort of purposeful mission with comedy. It's more than just making people laugh. That's what I, you know, when I'm preparing for this show, I was thinking that today. I was like, <laughs> this isn't a performance. You know, this isn't something that's scripted. Right. We're, we're going to come in here and hopefully give some people some tools, even, for uh, laughing it off or, yeah. or having a... Having more consciousness in their life, uh, self fulfillment, which we have an amazing guest today. Oh, Very excited. Frank Ferrante. Yes. From May I Be Frank, the documentary mm. May I Be Frank. I can't, I'm so excited. Me too. About him coming in. And again, it's, it's all about alignment. Things are aligned. When you're not into that performance aspect of things. And besides, who am I performing for? This is free. <laughs> this is free. Are they going to ask for their coupon back? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it, it is free, and we don't have sponsors yet. 
And, uh, oh, by the way, I just wanted to talk to both of you about my appreciation. So I called Kyle Cease and I said, I'm looking for someone that I can travel with, you know, perform, and also that we can work together and uh, create, you know, something mm -hmm. truly from our creators is create things. Um, you know, comedy, but comedy more of a, where you can walk away with something mm -hmm. and more than just the laughs. And, and uh, so he, he handed me Sarah, just boom, right away. So we're just we're starting to get to know one another, and then you passed it on to Joel. Yep. You brought yep. Joel, and you've known Joel a very long time, right? Years, yeah, twelve years ish. Yeah, yeah. since we I couldn't even drive when I met him. <laughs> really? <laughs> I was being fourteen when I met you. Did you guys have any romantic thing going? <laughs> oh man! Oh look at that! Look oh. how oh both of you had the same exact uh. reaction. You know, you both were almost in sync, like like a good duo, a musical duo. You all both, both went, oh, at the same, same exact synchronicity. So I think you did have a little something. I had, I had a, I'll be honest, and this is, this no, is lie to me, lie to everybody. <laughs> I'm going to lie to you guys. No, we never, I, yeah, we did. I had the, I had the biggest. <laughs> Wait a minute, how'd that go from, in one sentence, we never know we did. Well, okay, so the, here's, here's, I had a huge crush on Joel for years. I can I see was, why. Yeah. I, I told you when you first sent me to him, you said, oh, he's going to do a lot of technological stuff. I said he's too good looking. You know, you can't be you can't be a techie and be that good looking because you're busy being good looking and not studying. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> good looking people like that they don't really work hard at things like you know knobs and <laughs> gears and things like that. I know I'm I know exactly I know I'm generalizing, but a lot of people they lead with their looks. And that, so I looked at his photo and I'm going, Are you sure? And you, you go, No, I really know him. Yeah. I really know him well, and now I'm finding out weller than I assumed. Yeah, I had a giant crush on Joel when I was, I remember riding my bike when I was younger, just because he, he had already moved out to L.A. and I hadn't come yet. Hey. Okay, wow. I got gotcha. you. And uh, I'm glad you caught yourself on that point. <laughs> I'm not here to catch anything except for, go ahead. And uh, and so, then I would just picture, I kind of thought that we would be dating, and I would picture us, like I was riding my bike, had this fantasy that he and I would be dating, and so flash forward a couple years, moving to L.A. Still and, not happening. You still didn't date. No, we didn't date. I came here. We were both virgins, like really old yeah. virgins. Liter literally virgins? Yeah, yeah, I was 21 when I lost my virginity. How old were you? To him? No, no, no. Oh, okay. Tried. <laughs> he tried. I was 23. Are we getting to that this soon? Wow. That good looking. He waited till 23. That's, you should have been. <laughs> that's when I was learning all my tech skills. Was, we had a real. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're working on the tech skills instead of your sex skills. Yeah. Nice. All right. Well, and then uh, we we uh, <laughs> went out a couple times and got a little. Uh, we were drinking and we made out a couple times and everybody tried to get us to lose our virginity to each other. Really? And then really, uh, really I totally that. liked him. And then this is where what I don't want people to know is that Joel <laughs> called me and told me that he didn't want to take me. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, it's terrible. This is something we can save for clear the space, or do you want to do it now? We have a, a segment here. One of the most, one of the only prepared things we do here is a clear the space. Right. Now, have you cleared this space with Joel in the past, or would you like to do it in front of a few thousand people? <laughs> Am I still holding on to you rejecting me? I don't know. Just oh, yeah. that she used the word. I think she's holding on. That wow. you rejected me? I love that word. You rejected me. I think you're holding on to it. Maybe you want to clear the space up. Yeah. So I tell me how he did reject you. I mean. Well, he <laughs> how did this manifest itself? I had a, a mutual friend, Mike Kaiser. He was over there. We were playing guitar together, like tortured, you know, 
early 20s people do. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, Joel calls me, and I'm thinking, this is great. We're going to start dating. This is my fantasy that I had on the bike. And then he was like, hey, we just, we do. There's a lot going on there. We have a lot of chemistry, but it's just not like that oh. thing for me. <laughs> I was know, crushed. Do you know how much pain I'm in right now? <laughs> <laughs> not your pain, mine. I'm just going back over my history. How many times... It's, ah. a, it's that old thing, expectations are planned disappointments. Oh, that's good. It really good. is. Which is one of the themes I was actually going to have for today is, is, is how you just, you have all these things that have been handed to you, more or less. You know, these scripts that have had, are handed by our parents. And we just accept them. And we just play the role. Yeah. Like, you're an actor. Like, here you go. And you don't question the director. <laughs> you don't go, <laughs> you know, artistically, this isn't resonating with me. <laughs> no, you don't do that. You just do what they tell you to do sure. without question. And the older you get, which maybe that's why I'm here for both of you. Because I, <laughs> I am the old man who has been through these things. I, I gained a little bit of wisdom. But now I'm in family court today. tells you how much I've learned. You were in family court today? I went to family court again what? today. Why? Again, again uh, the same unreasonable expectations that I, that I put on. To uh, the relationship with my ex-wife, I have, you know it's amazing. I have a, I have everything that I could ever want in my life. Honest to God, I don't want to cry right now, but I really do. My wife, I am so like over the top in love. with I've my never wife. seen a couple actually more in love, and you really? get giddy. Yeah, you get giddy because when she was coming back last weekend from Japan, you were like <laughs> out of here. You were like, I gotta go. I gotta go see my wife. <laughs> yeah, the hell with this performance oh, thing. So, you're so into each other. Yeah, yeah. and and my children. And, yeah. and I, again, I dreamt of this my entire life because I did not have that. I didn't mm -hmm. have the examples. I was just shown anything but. Yeah, and you're and a great I, dad. And I accepted that script. Yeah. And uh, so then I, I got married very fast. To your uh, ex-wife? To my ex-wife. And I think that was one of the things that was uh, that prevented us from having that dream come true <laughs> for me. The dream turned into a nightmare, pretty much, and it's still going on today. How? We're in family court today. Again. And it's just, and I always believe that it's not my doing, but in my process of life, I realize that I am doing all of it. How do you, you know, mean? No matter how, well, I could tell you a story about this, but I, I wanted to get back your, to your virginity much more, <laughs> much more compelling to me. <laughs> not to me. <laughs> and it, and it, I know. By the way, did you notice how fast Sarah went to me? Tell me more about this. She was like a great improv actress, you know, just telling me to increase my. Really, Craig? And then what? She's even telling me that you know, I've never seen anyone like you and your wife, and she really knows how to get me. She pulled me in just yeah. to take it away. <laughs> no. From from you and your virginity. So do, do we get back to that or do we, uh, so? But basically, he rejected you. He rejected <laughs> so I'm right back. Yeah, See, go. I'm gonna take. Zoop, I'm gonna take that. And Big then, old monkey yeah. and put it back on your back. <laughs> I think the first time that we actually even talked about it was last week. We talked about the yeah, rejection. We never, yeah, we never went back. Really? Into it. Yeah. We As you're working together here, you said we're going to be working together. We need to clear the space. So you did it off microphone. Yeah, you had this yeah, sort of it. process that you went through. Well, we talked about do we want to talk about it on the show, <laughs> and we thought mm, maybe not yet. And now here it oh, is. Oh, now here's Craig. You see, the problem is you should have included me in that conversation. Yeah, that's true. I, we are yeah, a team, yeah. you know. I called you after. I was like, so, Craig, I probably should let you know that we uh, we hooked up a little bit. No, we did We did ago. say we wanted to talk about it. We just weren't sure. That wasn't a smart move on, on, your, on your case, by the way. Yeah, I shouldn't have told that. I'm no, learning. No, you should have included me on this. This is like a trio. Let's say you're a singing trio, and the two of you meet. <laughs> and you go, here's what we're going to do, okay? 
you go falsetto and this this and then then we get out to the to sing before the people and and I'm over there going wait a minute we didn't rehearse this I'm off doing my solo and you guys are over there harmonizing well, we decided we weren't because do you were part of the act uh, not, uh... but we forgot to tell you Craig oh right we forgot to tell you that, you, that you're I'm actually sure. not even in the act anymore I know it's called Craig Shoemaker laugh it off <laughs> but we decided you're you're out no you told me you I started telling you and you're like Sifta. This is oh, that is true. That I, I, I will admit to this. Yes. <laughs> Do you know Sifta yet, Joe? No. We're all getting to know one another. I These don't know are, Sifta. I, you know, I, I, it's called Sifta. I, I used to be in radio, and it's called Save It for the Air. Right. And I have lived this throughout my entire career. I go do, you know. Uh, for those of you who don't know, I'm a comedian and I tour the country. <laughs> Brilliant comedian. <laughs> I just watched him slay crowd after crowd this weekend. But it comes from sifting. <laughs> <laughs> Because it's it's being in the moment. I think that's what I do best. Yeah. That's why I don't like a lot of preparation and things. It's spontaneous and, you know, and I believe that that's how we should be guided in our life is more spontaneous and, again, not reading what we've been told. Mm-hmm. We've been told to act certain ways and this is the way you do it. And even, we don't even trust our instincts. We don't trust our instincts enough. I'll give you an instinct that just happened. And, uh, oh, by the way, I did, I did want to get a, a clear one thing. You guys are doing this for free, and I, w- I want to tell you, I really do appreciate it. And I and I brought you a, a gift, both what? of you. Aww. Here you go. Here's oh. a, Pass that to Joel. There's hundred dollars for you and a hundred dollars wow. for Joel. Wow. That's See, a, that's, I, a, that's I, awesome. I, I, <laughs> that's thanks. You might want to take a little black light and see if it's real. <laughs> it could be for my kids' monopoly money. You never know with me. <laughs> April Fools, give it back. <laughs> that was yesterday. Give oh. It back. My son loved that April Fool's. He wouldn't stop. Hey, I got a speeding ticket on the way home after our last show from yeah. a policeman mm-hmm. on the I-25. And his April Fool's joke to me was like, hey, is your mom awake right now? And I was like, uh, no, she, it's one in the morning. No, she's not. He's like, well, is there someone you can call? Because there's a warrant out for your arrest. What? I start crying. And I'm like thinking, is it because of par- unpaid parking tickets, whatever? And then he was like, and I was like, well, why? Where? He's like, for Adams County. I was like, where is that? And he's like, that's where we are right now. And I was like, what I do? And just crying. And then he's like, April Fool's. He did not. And then he gave me a speeding ticket. What? He, he still gave it He to just me. did the warrant was the fooling, but I'm still going to give you a ticket. Yeah, this is Couldn't it be reason. a double fool? Could he get two at once? That's just wrong. What a dick. I hope he calls into the show. He's what a dick. And he's like, ask me if I deserve the speeding ticket. I was like, are you going to give me a speeding ticket? He's like, well, do you deserve it? And I was like, I I guess. Let me ask you, did you deserve it? Yeah, totally. Really? Yeah. You were speeding? So much. Why at 1 o'clock in the morning when we're finished our shows? What are you rushing home to do, write new material? I think, I don't know. I think I just wasn't used to how... Like the, it's 55. The speed limit's 55. I guess I'm okay. just used to driving in L.A. And it, then it goes up to 75. L.A.? What are you talking about? Top speed you can do here is 21. Says you. With all the traffic. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm going to have to drive with you more often. <laughs> By the way, it, it clear the space uh, uh, piece here. As long as we are clearing the space. I did drive with you. And it's not my intention. I'm going to put an intention out here to ever drive with you again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not seeing a lot of skills. <laughs> I, I, I'm surprised he didn't just pull you over just for in general principle of you shouldn't have a license. So when you asked me if it was if I was a good driver after we'd already driven, I was, was seeing it. I was I was it was passive aggressive, but I was actually seeing if you if you were looking inside of yourself, if you understood that the skills. No, I don't care. you just get in and go. <laughs> yeah. 
I mean, I do. I was a nanny for years, so I guess I should be a little bit more cautious. I didn't know I was a bad driver. When you when you apply to be a nanny, do you show them your record, <laughs> your, your I, driving record? No, they don't you'd even be ask. Out, you'd be out on a nanny. Yeah, they don't even ask. Have you gone really? to college? Nope. Well, you don't need college degree. You're not going to teach the kids applied math. Right. <laughs> You're just hoping that they're safe. That's the number one thing I would require is somebody who's a good driver if they're going to be my nanny. Safety. I'm a good Safety first, yeah. I don't think I'm Education, a Education, who cares? <laughs> okay. I'll take an idiot if they can drive. They're going to be my nanny. So I'll, I'll handle the me. schoolwork. It's news to me that I don't know how to drive. So. <laughs> really? Yeah, it really is. There's going to be a lot of news on this show. <laughs> I'm very excited about doing this podcast because you, you really do get to, uh, you know, to, I'm hoping that through our experiences that other people can walk away with not just laughs, but, uh, you know, maybe some, get some skills, you know, learn from our mistakes. <laughs> <laughs> Even in parenting, you know, I'm always learning about parenting, you know, back to this family court thing. Yeah. Is the one thing that I always look at uh, life like if, if something goes bad for you, if something you know, it might look like the worst tragedy, tragedy ever. There could be a more divine plan if you just show up. Yeah. If you mm. just if you just wait for it. I want to write a book. It never happens as fast as you want or how you want it or when you want it. True. Never. Yeah. And that's if you go with that understanding, especially in this divorce process. Now this is seven years now. It's still seven going. Seven years. Seven years. I'm happily married for three or four years, whatever it is. I better get that down, shouldn't I? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but she's also not the type to care about this. Right. But I, I want to write a book the, about this process called um God's a slow motherfucker. <laughs> because there's nothing that could be more true is when you're when you are you know prepared you can't be prepared for that plan that's going on. You just never know what and if you don't listen to your instincts, that's what I was talking about earlier. I had a little thing that happened. Um, you know, I try to make jokes about things and I you know especially through pain. You know, that's how I got started in comedy. Mm. And uh, you know, talk about you know, the, the, your roots in comedy might come from, you know, my dad leaving when I was born. And, and my mom handed me the script of, and this is what I'm going through that I don't want to repeat. You don't want to repeat things mm. when you're raising children. So I have three children, two for my ex-wife, and now my, we have another child. And my whole goal is that they don't have to live the life that I led, you yeah. know, that they don't have to live in this, uh, in this world of, you know, negativity and basically fear. Because, you know, I'm not, I, and whenever I say something about, you know, people react, if you said about your ex-wife or my mom or whatever it is, they always react, you know, that's another thing that was handed to us. You react like, oh, he's picking on them or he's, or he's, uh, you know, he's a bully or whatever it is. You know, there's some label that we attach, especially if you're a guy and a big guy like me, you get that, that label right away. And uh, that's another thing that's handed to us because it's not true. Mm. You know, I have as much sensitivity as anybody. Yeah. You know? But what I'm saying, if I say something, quote, unquote, negative about someone, it's all part of my process. It's part of my honesty to get to the recovery aspect of it, to get to inner Shangri-La. <laughs> and that's where I want to be. I really want to be in that place. And I'm in it so much more than I ever was. My life filled with anxiousness. And, and what I now understand about my father, and it's now repeat. you know, I married my ex-wife is very, very, very similar to my mother. Interesting. And my mother it, uh, bonds with her. Does, <laughs> she bonds with her in a way that she doesn't even speak to me or my now wife in two years. Never even met her grandchild. Your, your mother. My mother. Wow. Because the other wife, my ex-wife, appeals more to her. Hmm. It appeals to her narcissistic tendencies or whatever. And again, I'm not being mean or anything. Right. It's just this is the way it is. And I 
read the script and I married someone that I knew would appeal to her. Right. It's Not appeal to me. <laughs> necessarily yeah. i thought that she did so remember when you guys were talking about you had this fantasy about joel and things like that yeah. so you lay out these fantasies but it has nothing to do with reality or mm. or again the divine it has nothing to do with the divine plan it's the plans of someone else right. you've been handed this idea of what a fantasy is but it's not reality and that's what i did so i rushed into that uh, into that marriage and i thought oh and we had a child right away and i did all the right things but I was doing the right things as I thought they were, but they were not organic mm. and they're not genuine or authentic. And if anything I've learned in my life, that's where I need to get to is just keep on centering in the authenticity, not what someone else wants. Right. So and listen to your instincts, which are developed. They're developed instincts. Are, and we don't trust them for a long time. That's why we always go to a, a teacher. Or we go to someone. Give me the answers. Give me the answers. Mm -hmm. And but we have them. They're right there, but we don't want to access them. We just want to, you know, ignore them or, or take our energy somewhere else. I'm a big energy guy. You know, I can feel energies. Mm -hmm. But I can also feel negative energy, and I'm so used to that, I gravitate towards that. Yeah. I go towards that. And we buy into that. And that's also why we're back in family court, because so did the court system. Everyone does, because what my ex-wife does is she sets these fires like an arsonist. Mm. So and as soon as, like, somebody's going, who, who, who set this fire? <laughs> she'll set another one she, and, she'll go, and she'll go and she'll go look over here there's another fire and then everybody's going wait a minute we got to put that out and then all their energy all their energy goes to that meanwhile this one's smoldering over here and she's left the evidence that she started it but they're not going to look right. because they're busy over here fire. so that's what that's the whole paradigm that exists with us yeah is she'll you know something will uh, is about to happen it's not her way and not under the control system and it, so she'll people know how to do that too it's like they'll say something like he's abusive and everybody goes abuse Arr! like yeah. scooby-doo they know you the know. keywords yeah exactly squirrel abuse <laughs> <laughs> that's what that's what people do they have these these buzzwords the, the, the people that live in that drama energy mm. and that's and that's why we're back in family court again is you know and it doesn't matter the, the court's not going wait a minute every one of these is a lie yeah, because then what will happen is, wait a minute, I got another lie. If you think that's a good one, I'm going to throw this one in there, and then you're, it's going to take you right off the scent and right on to me. Now, but here's the rub, is I am still responsible for that taking place. I'm still responsible, 100%, for creating that. How? Well, this took a long time to get to because I keep going. You know, I hate victims. I can't stand victims. I really, uh, you know, and again, I'm very excited about our our guest today ah, because yeah. this is this is, maybe we're gonna have a theme or something and we're gonna take calls on the next break because we've never done that yet right. <laughs> we tried but we tried we had one show already yeah, yeah i think we did take one we took yeah, one we and took she one. went to high school with me yeah. and it, <laughs> so and uh yeah so we'll, we'll probably take some calls on this theme of of self-responsibility of, of really how do you i'll, I'll give you an example uh, so yesterday let's just take yesterday now i could let things go right I could and I could really come from a good centered loving spot this is what I want to do this is what I want to manifest in my life so why am I not that way with my ex-wife mm -hmm. so if she does something I'm the captain of the ship right of my children's ship now if I have the wheel okay they're just passengers and if some storm happens which is these dramatic things that go on and all these lies and accusations and allegations and stuff like that so I'm so busy getting upset over that my children are watching me be the captain they don't care if there's a big tsunami 
How are you going to navigate around yeah, it? Right. You don't go, take the wheel. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not really sure how to deal with it, and I'm sick of this. Right. I'm sick of this storm. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the guy from Mary Poppins. I'm sick of this, you know. <laughs> I, you know, you see the storm. They don't care. They don't care. They just want to see Steady Daddy take right. you through, and which I did not have. Will. So I'm, I'm navigating on my own here. I'm learning all these things on the fly. Right. They were not handed to me by either parent. You talk about breaking that generational yeah. pattern. And yeah. so now you don't have the script. So you're having to come up with your own script so your yeah. kids will learn how to follow that. Exactly. Mm -hmm. and, and there's a lot of trial and error in this. And, and, and that's a okay, lot of error. right? And it is okay. That's the thing is we've also been handed the perfection script. Right. You know, even if somebody's a doctor or or anything, that it, we empower them, we empower that we give them the power, which the power all exists in every one of us. If you listen to your instincts, if you're inspired, which is spiritual, inspiration mm -hmm. is, you know, the breath of whatever you want to call it, God or higher power or whatever you deem it to be, that's where the answers are. I'm going to talk about this in um, in a couple of weeks about The Wizard of Oz, about how that is our lives. And that's why it's the most popular movie of all time, because it really is all of our story. I mean, think about it. They all go on that journey. And how does it end? It all ends with she's had the answer all along. We have the answers all along within us. Right. If you take the pause, if you take the time hmm. and, and listen for that, listen for that, that uh, what's burning inside of you instead of responding to these fears Fear is nothing but false evidence appearing real. Mm. It appears real and it's big and it's like large, but it really isn't. And that's one of the things we do with the guided lapidation too. Is it really? It sets the, a new tone with the energy because if you're laughing and you're just get your whole body going, spiritus yeah. breath. If you're getting that breathing going, which we did last week, yeah. you know you can you can do anything. Then you can process and then you can make decisions. But you can't make it if you're in an anxious mm. desire or fear if you're in that space you're going to respond as they are dictating not as you dictate right. and that's a lot of the message that i got and i'll tell you all about the the court process and so on and what happened in family court today and how i ignored my instincts yesterday oh, i posted a little dig on facebook <laughs> but i the put april it as a joke fools you see that yes. the april fools <laughs> you get away yeah. with ignoring your instincts on april 1st and also yeah. we'll have a but I, I i thought i got away with it but i didn't it backfired instantly yeah. And I'll tell you about that. Uh, I'll tell you about that after the break. We have uh, Frank Ferrante, as you say. I thought it was Ferrante because I am from Philadelphia and I have a bad accent. But <laughs> he's from New York. By the way, we, he and I really, we have a lot of synergy. I'm yeah. so looking forward to him. He's yes. coming up in the next hour. In this next half hour, we're going to have calls. We're yeah. going to talk about maybe some of the obstacles you're going through. And maybe participate in a lapidation. Yeah, we're going to do a lapidation, guided lapidation, and put you in another energetic space and... Uh, you know, stay with us. We're going to have some fun here, and we're also going to hopefully uh, have some takeaways from this. It's the uh, Laugh It Off podcast with Craig Shoemaker, Sarah Sweet, Joel Geist, and we're coming right back. You're listening to the Toad Hop Network, radio worth watching. If you haven't been listening to Joey Medina... Listen, there's a list in the entertainment business, okay? Let's yeah, go. here it goes. Top of the list. Top right. of the list. Top of the list is rock star. Right. They get the most pussy. Yes. Then rock athlete. Star. No, 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 no. A-list movie star next. Like, yeah. See, I think A-list athlete is above no, A-list. No, 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 not A-list athlete. White quarterback. Okay. <laughs> you different. really? Okay. Oh, you, no. There's a specific okay, list. Okay, you can't right. just be a black tight end. You're not going to get the same <laughs> pussy as, uh, as Tom Brady. <laughs> 
Joey Medina. Thursdays at 8 Pacific, only on the Toad Hop Network. Radio worth watching.
You're listening to the Toad Hop Network, radio worth watching. <laughs> and action. Okay. Live from the Toad Hop <laughs> the Network, the John Lovitz Theater. Maybe you were busy being a good-looking guy. <laughs> so far, the, Sarah, he's not backing up the technological aspects of the show. Well, of which in. I rely on, because I'm a moron. So, I, I learned on an abacus. <laughs> I, I learned how to math on an abacus. You probably don't even know what that is. Uh, yeah, with yeah, the I've little beads. That you, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we had a compass. You know what a compass oh, is? Yeah, yeah. Anybody know what a compass is? Well, what is it, Joel? It, with yeah, the, uh, with the, the circles. The yeah, circle thing. That's where you do this. Yeah. Okay, good. I'm just trying to get, you know, where the generational gap is. So, so, so far, it's not in those two things. Slide rule? Do you have one of those? No, we didn't have a slide rule. I, I don't know even know what it is. is okay. Oh, you like, do know. Yeah, I mean, with the slidey ruler. Yeah. And by the way, all these things <laughs> are the slidey ruler thing. Yeah, that's how they described it, my math teacher. <laughs> all these things, I'm not claiming that I was proficient because I was not. The compass for me was I could poke people in the ass if I didn't like <laughs> Literally, it was a weapon. Remember that pointy thing? I, mean, I, was, I used things as a weapon back then. Yeah, or like a helicopter. You could spin it on your pencil. There were all sorts of great uses other than what they were meant for. Yeah. My, everything <laughs> from Philadelphia was all weapons, though. Yeah. Like uh, even a bobby pin. I just thought about this. I, I you know, you know, a bobby pin. Do you know what that is? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so clarify. I don't really know. I'm not... advanced beyond bobby pins, really. <laughs> they still use those. They do use those. Oh yeah. I thought they might have come up with some invention I wasn't aware of because yeah. I grew up with all females, so I got I had all these things at my disposal, and all of them were weapons. Did you really have to shave with a what? Oh, like an a epilady lady. Really? And a bic, lady bic. I had to dial five. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then when you're finished with that, when you dial it to four, you keep dial. You, you put it on a number, and when it gets worn out, it was like this round thing. It was a razor, a female razor. But that was all that. That was the only thing at our disposal. Sure. Plus, we were really poor, so we didn't even have a shower. I didn't have a shower until I was an adult. Did you have to? How did you shower? <laughs> <laughs> Did you bathe? I wish we could do a re. Uh, just can you run that back, tech tech guy, tech weenie over here? Can you run that back? I want to hear how she said. I want to know what went in her mind where she ended up with Bell's palsy. She, she, how did you shower? Where something, some thought came within the, the, the between the two syllables that, that just entered in there. How did I shower? I did not. I used uh, the sink, and you know, like uh, glasses and a bucket or whatever, and and, and that's how I. But we'd take baths. We did have a tub. Oh, you had a tub? Yeah. But we we lived in several different houses. I used to think the word evict meant move. Like they were the <laughs> same word. Like, I, here's the eviction truck, Mommy. <laughs> and uh, it's here. We're going on somewhere else. And I'd be all excited, too. Which, by the way, my kids are moving again for, with when they're with my ex. We're 50-50. But uh, when they're with her, again, I try to give stability of things that I didn't have as a child. And this is what I want to give to them. I mean, uh, part of my selfish reason is, you know, when they go to therapy, I don't want to be the lead story. Sounds <laughs> yeah. like your wife will, or your yeah. ex-wife will be. <laughs> well, uh, you never know, though, because you go and you have your denial mechanism as well. Again, we're talking yeah. about if you're just joining us, we're talking about being handed scripts and handed uh, ways of life and ways of dealing with things, and we're hoping to offer some alternative perspective on that through some of our stories. And by the way, nobody's perfect and. <laughs> And we have Frank Ferrante coming up, and he's going to talk about that as well. Mm -hmm. You know, we, we just keep on living and just sharing these skills with one another and where it ends up. You know, it, there are no solves on anything. So I was talking about my part in this thing, in this conflict with my, my ex of how I do continue it. Now, she does these really, like, heavy-duty things. I told you she you know, sets bombs off, you know. And, and no matter what happens, I spent hundreds of thousands of dollars, by the way. <laughs> 
defending myself wow. because she keeps on coming up with a new one, and she'll go to somebody who will give her the money. You know what reminds me of the government, you know, with the Iraq war? Is they, they got us all involved. They're going, weapons of mass destruction. And people are going, oh, you know, but really? Really? <laughs> weapons we got to go take care of that. We never even heard of a WMD until that. Right. Yeah. But they, they bombarded us with this news of it. And where did it put people? It took you in that whole energy of fear. And we gave 85% approval. And guess what? I'm not bragging, but I always questioned that did whole you? thing. Yeah. And by the way, the people that I would argue with at the time, I go back to them now. Mm. And I don't go back like, you know, hey, eat some crow. Do you know? <laughs> <laughs> I have a little bit of me. <laughs> Maybe. But Maybe so. no, I, like, I went back to this guy, Rick, for instance, and, and he's still, he's still like sticking with This is how people want to be right more than happy. He's yeah. still sticking with it. He goes, no, you haven't seen the papers. I go, well, you have? You have the Pentagon papers that I'm not aware of? <laughs> you know, it, it was sent to you at your home or something? No, I, my instincts, again, were telling me that they were creating this thing for false purposes. Right. And they created this whole WMDs, and even though Hans Blix was the expert on it, and they discredited him and things like that. And that's, what, that's what's happened with me, with my, my ex. And I have to keep proving with evaluators hundreds of thousands of dollars to say, no, that's not who I am. Now, my reaction to her doing that, mm -hmm. there's where the rub is. There's where the real conditioning comes in, yeah, the real right, spiritual right. conditioning. Because when you have the bomb sent into your village, what do you do about it? You know, a lot of times you hit, throw a bomb back. Yeah. And I do, and I'll throw like a little, you know, a little your back, you know, <laughs> a little. But it's still, it's still a weapon, no matter what it is, whether it's my acerbic wit or whatever, you know, or challenging. That is my responsibility is how I respond. Right. You know, reactions are no better than actions. That's the thing is we all get judgy and go, you know, it wouldn't have happened if she didn't do that and so on. No, I have to always look at it. So, so um, by the way, we'll take some calls. Should we take some calls? Yeah, when they come this? in. So uh, you, you, can, uh, you can call us at uh, one. It's right in front of you, Craig. Oh, one eight eight eight. Do you have to dial one? It doesn't say a one here. Eight 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 five two zero four three seven four. And if you're a little shy on the phone, you can tweet your questions at Ha Ha Laugh It Off or Facebook your questions at Laugh It Off Podcast. I'm on there right nice. now. Nice. Oh, great. So people can stay in touch with us through there. Yeah, if you're shy, actually, I prefer that. You know, just, oh, we have you, a call. We have a we call have a already? Call. Yeah. Now, maybe this is, okay, we don't even know what the call's about. I haven't really set the intention on the call. Oh, they I just, just hung up. up. Okay, well, maybe that's why. I just shut them down. You know, I didn't even ask for your call, really. I just sort of did it because, okay, it, because it was part of the script. Yeah. See, again, I'm a radio guy, and I'm and I have this voice in my head. The one criticism of the show was... I talk too much. <laughs> it's, oh, it's all, More it's dancing. All, it's on my mind now. Ah, no. Maybe, maybe we should do a laugh it off. Yeah. Should we do another laugh it off? Sure. Another a guided laughidation? Uh, yeah. All right. Great. So if you're just tuning in for the first time, I, again, I, which would be the second time we're on the air, but uh, I do this thing that uh, for many years I uh, developed it in this cancer facility uh, uh, called a guided laughidation. One of my big things with meditation, and we had Mickey Willis on last week talking about this, is I'm not that great at it. I need active activity, and laughter has always been a big part of my life. And I do notice that you'll notice after you do this, if you are willing to go with me, it always takes willingness. For any of these journeys, it takes willingness. You have to say, all right, I'm committed, I'm going to do it. So in the guided laughidation, let's take a big deep breath, okay? 
and then you let it out. You breathe in through your nose and then let out that cleansing ha. Ah. Give some voice to it. So you're not just letting out the breath. You're actually putting a ha in there. And ha is a very ah. spiritual <laughs> word. It's a very laughy word. <laughs> you can't laugh without the little ha, right? Yeah. So, so let's do another one of those. If you want to close your eyes at home because uh, we're not looking at you, you can do this naked. I don't care. You know? Yeah, do it. We can, we can laugh at that. Actually, <laughs> we, can, we can laugh at it. So the, the thing is, when you're intending on laughing, cleaning yourself out, when you have that intention and the willingness, it doesn't matter if you have a joke. You don't need jokes. And laughter is very contagious. When we did the guided lapidation, I was asking for people's perspective, which I do invite them to, to write to us to mm -hmm. see if indeed this is connecting with you all the way through wherever you are. You could be around the world. I heard from Australia. Wow. Yeah. How so, Mike, let me hear how you're doing <laughs> uh, with a guided laughidation. Uh, <laughs> it sounds like the Geico guy. <laughs> that was good. Or the hunter. So, well, he's dead. so anyway, um, <laughs> he's gone. I'm, the, I'm the crocodile. Let's just bring up death now. But you can laugh through death, too, okay? So, uh, so let's do another breath, another clean. All right, do this at home. Ha, ah, so let that out. Now, just initiate, get your car started. You always had to warm up, especially in Philadelphia, we had to warm up our car. You had to go like 20 minutes ahead of time to get that thing going in the wintertime. So start getting going, just a little giggle. Just do that. Just do that. <laughs> oh, it just turns it. And what happens is it's contagious. You'll hear Sarah laugh because that, was, that came out of nowhere. <laughs> oh, they're so insecure. <laughs> We're just doing this laugh thing, but it's so stupid. And that's the thing is you can laugh. Listen, what that's laughter is, you're just stupid anyway. You're just being ridiculous and, and absurd. Another voice that we've heard since the beginning is what? You, you look like a fool. What are you looking at? What are you smiling at? I mean, it, it, is that insane thinking? So laugh about that, how stupid that is. <laughs> that we actually accepted those voices from our parents going, you're an idiot. You look like an idiot. You're a fool. Even being called a fool. I'm a comedian. I'm a fool. What's so full? <laughs> What's so foolish about that? <laughs> All right, so so it's so we get that going, and laughter is literally contagious, like a yawn or anything. Energy is contagious, you know. So is negativity. If you have a bunch of negative, that's why I don't watch the news anymore because all they're doing is just saying we're all in this big old negative cesspool, <laughs> blah, blah, just drink, drinking shit. That's what I'm telling you. You're drinking poop all the time. That's all you're doing. So why not laugh? That's why you're joining us, right? So let's try this. All right, then I'm going to add some words to it. Because I want to clear out some some things that are going on with you know resentments will kill you you know that right and just anger and it's all like inner you know so get it out with a laugh and you just watch what happens okay here we go <laughs> talk about I was in family court <laughs> he delayed it again <laughs> I wasn't thinking this is the end again oh no. <laughs> Uh, somebody's got another plan, <laughs> and he's wearing a robe. <laughs> I'm trusting a guy with a robe. I don't even know. <laughs> he's deciding my life. <laughs> I meet him every few weeks. How you doing? What's up? I should know. <laughs> he should invite me over for dinner. <laughs> I'm feeding all his lawyer friends. <laughs> <laughs> they took my child. They took my children's college money, <laughs> so they can buy a new Mercedes. <laughs> He's stinking lawyers. <laughs> He's a freaking lawyer. You don't even know me. <laughs> I gotta pay for your degree. <laughs> so I represented myself. <laughs> 
I read them all. See, you don't know me, you idiots. <laughs> so, oh, so. Anyway, I didn't get into too much detail. But you get the idea. <laughs> All right, now, oh, but I, at home, I hope you went along with us. We don't have that many listeners, so I don't have that many people to check in with. Call us now and let, let us know what happened just now with your, with your guided lapidation. Or maybe we can take you through it. Call us quickly, 888-520-4374. Or tweet at haha laugh it off. Yeah, maybe you want to participate in your own, because it doesn't matter. There are no big deals. No. Really, we make big deals out of things. And again, that's what the news does. Yeah. And then they Coming up at it. 6 o'clock, another good-looking blonde girl was captured. <laughs> we'll talk to her principal after this. Yeah. Do you think negativity becomes kind of an addiction? It's you, an addiction. Yeah, exactly so how right. do you break it? Like, do you think that if, if everybody was just given happiness, do you think since we're so addicted that yeah. we'd be like, I think we yeah. need to go back over here? That's the thing that was handed, and that's the easy one to go to. It's not as easy. You know, it's funny. As a, we live in a pursuit of happiness in this country. Where is it? There's no, they're not even a freaking sitcom on anymore. Yeah. It's all reality shows with people taking each other down with negativity as well. The, the, the tribe has spoken. Right. How about the tribe told a joke? <laughs> or something you know it's 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 insane to me that's the insanity is, is why do we choose to live like that why can't we live in, in pursuing this happiness and then you know listen to podcasts like this that's not a self-promoting <laughs> <laughs> but, but why not bring our energy to there you know and and the other thing people do is they get cynical that's another defense mechanism mm -hmm. even doing the guy to lapidation this guy's an idiot he doesn't know what he's doing <laughs> doctor my ass comedian my ass he's a hack you know, all those things, whatever they want to say, but it just prevents you from going any further within. Yeah. And that's right. where the journey goes. Right. Is you got to go. I was talking about the Wizard of Oz earlier, but you have to experience it. You remember when the scarecrow, I love this line, he leans in after the good witch comes. You know, she's the light. She's the light. And she comes down and, you know, and she says, you've had the answer all along. You're wearing them. And, and, and he leans in and goes, I should have thought of that for her. <laughs> no, you can't think of it for her. She's got to go through it. Yeah. You know, well, nobody's going to... Oh, you got a call? call? Oh, thank God. <laughs> thank right. God we have a listener. Okay, who do we have? Hello? Hey, it's Melissa. Hi, Melissa. Hi, Melissa. So I think you guys are hitting it right on the head. Uh, I think our country is just ruled by fear. Yeah. Everybody's mm -hmm. just scared of what's going to happen next instead of the pursuit of happiness. Yeah. Well, how about the new this Mayan calendar thing? <laughs> I caught a commercial. It's supposed to be a funny commercial, and they have us launching on December 21st. You're, you're going to be launched into outer space, and we're not even going to exist anymore. Like, oh, I really want to buy your insurance now or whatever it was. <laughs> it's just crazy. I, I, I don't understand why we gravitate towards this. Now, Melissa is a person who, who gravitates towards laughter. Now, was there a change in your life that made that happen? Well, I, I mean, without going into a whole bunch of detail, I haven't had an easy life at all and so I had to depend on something or else I would be become addicted to that negativity um, and I think a lot of people are people are addicted to drama people are addicted to negativity and and you have to have something to counter react that or else you'll just be sucked right in for the rest of your life right? yeah or even a different perspective well, that's and that's what, what we hope yeah, to do here yeah. is it really is based on perception and I'm not being negative when I say this is even your perception of that you haven't had it easy is maybe you have maybe maybe there's a different perception that you can you can turn even that statement around and that's what i'm inviting people to do is 
is that's what the, the guy to lapidation does is it is it turns around these tragedies instantly where you realize at the end after you by the way did you participate in it melissa did you try it yeah i did actually i'm driving so i, <laughs> so I didn't close my eyes and i wasn't naked but i did <laughs> and i'm sure people were staring at me but you know i don't care no exactly and you know what's funny about laughter is they do stare at you like you're crazy right and it's people are uncomfortable with it because that's not part of the paradigm. That's not part of normal. But isn't that odd that that's not normal? But but well, like it, shooting someone is, and well, how and that's and, the sad thing is is that happiness is not normal. Right, because we're so I think so conditioned in our neural pathway. So it's I, that's what I like about the lapidation thing. It almost trains us to go into a different pathway. Right. Go to a different pathway. Yeah, and yeah. Mickey, yeah. what you were saying, Mickey was our Mickey Willis was our guest last week, and you can download that also. But he was saying after the show is start looking at your past, not something that it's but been done to you, but it's been done for you. Yeah. Because exactly. you were talking about that earlier about yeah. how the perfection. I never mindset. got to that story, which I will. But uh, yeah. but the story ends with surrender, and it's true surrender to these old ideas and these old belief systems that we have, and that's why we're going to have people on the show like Tony Robbins and you know people that have been down this path and then some, and then they're also trying to you know enlist other people into this new way of uh, of being basically because yeah. now that we have the idea melissa has the idea that we do need to break this pattern now yeah. we can i want to learn the skills on how to do that right yeah so melissa you're driving i i hope you don't have the same skill set as sarah does <laughs> <laughs> as long no, actually, you guys are on the bluetooth and the wireless headset and everything nice. but i did wanted to add one last thing i like yeah. when uh, you're talking about how you can react to things and and how much is under our control. We try to pretend that nothing's under our control and our stress level and everything like that. Those things are our choices. And as far as the past or negative things happening or even positive things happening, I think no matter what happened in your past, that can empower you. It doesn't have to disable you. Oh, right on, right on. I love her, yeah. by the way. I'm getting to know Melissa. I Thank you, Melissa. Melissa. I appreciate Melissa, it. Thanks for no listening. No problem. Have a good show. And by the way, she has a, a positive support. She's a positive, you know, she offers... She goes on Facebook and, you know, helps us spread the word. And, you know, yeah. she's a longtime listener of Heidi and Frank, who I love. Oh, is she? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. She's Long great. time. And, um, and, that, and what I have found from Heidi and Frank is they've, there are many, many people that are going through a difficult time in their life. And they go there for their healing. They go to Heidi and Frank for their healing because, because it offers them an alternative. This is going to have to be a quick one. All right? Okay. This is a quick one. All right. Uh, because I think we're coming up to a break. Hi. Who's oh, this? Oh. Hey, Craig, it's Mike. Hey, Mike. Hey, how's it going? Good, man. How you doing? I'm doing great. So uh, uh, did you do the lapidation with us? Of course I did. Of I course. Did last night with, you were on my... Sh oh, this is my girl act. Yeah, I, I got you. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, yeah, man. No, uh, I, just, I, just want, I just want you to know that you have really helped me through some really rough times. Oh, thanks, man. Thanks. Because... Just like the girl that was on before you, I mean, especially the last couple of years, I've gone through a situation where I've lost a, uh, a job that I had for 20 years, got taken to the cleaners by uh, a, a woman I was in a relationship with. And, you know, every time that I come to your shows, you know, you just you just make me laugh my ass off. He comes to a lot of my shows. Doesn't I have a restraining order. <laughs> yeah, he has a restraining yeah. order against me. Last time he was in the front row, he was way within the 50 feet. <laughs> he has to sit in the back row. He can come. He just has to sit in the back. But he sits in the back, but, though, but he's blind, literally. So he has I'm, to be yeah, up front. I'm visually impaired. So. He's vi oh, I'm sorry. I used the wrong word. Visually <laughs> no, no, He is visually yeah, impaired. I get it. Yeah. I wasn't joking. <laughs> <laughs> but you laugh during it. But that's okay. 
Uh, yeah, uh, you know, I I appreciate your perspective on life, and and you know, you were taken to the cleaners, but did you ever think that it cleaned you out of all those mm. toxins? So you, oh yeah, I mean, you, you can know, look at it that way. It's it's one of those things where you know, I, like I've I've had to fight through, you know, diversity and and mm -hmm. issues my whole life, and it always made me stronger. It's made me who I am today. Yeah, and it's always it's just a matter of how you decide that you want to. Look at things. I mean, yeah. I've seen, I've, I've worked with a lot of blind people, and I see a lot of negativity there, and there's nothing you can do about it, you know, right. because they they don't want to change. But you know, I see a lot of other folks like myself who take it, look at it. You know, we sit, I'll sit down and analyze what's going on, and say, all right, well, all right, so this happened. So what do I do to not let this happen again, or what can I do to make it better? Right. And then you know, turn it into a positive thing instead of sitting there, you know, and moping and whining and crying. Yeah, you get uh, that analysis by paralysis. You, you, <laughs> you start you start overthinking things and right. not doing. Mike, I appreciate you calling. Yeah. we got to take a break. Okay. But, uh, right, thanks, uh, awesome, man. Thanks for having me on your show last night. Hey, thanks for coming on. You got it. I was on his uh, radio right, show. Yeah, I'll see you. Uh, I might see you in Arlington this weekend. Oh, that's right. I'm in Bye. Arlington this Word. weekend. And, uh, Sarah, you're not joining me for that one. But our guest from last week, Rain, Rain Pryor, Pryor, she will be opening for me at the Arlington Draft House on Friday and Saturday. We'll be laughing it off. I will tell jokes, though, I assure you. I won't just <laughs> do the guided lapidation. And I won't even mention my family court situation. Right. I do save that stuff for, for this show. I don't really... Because people are paying money, you know, and it's a, it is a quote-unquote performance. But I do sure. weave in uh, some of these alternative uh, thinking methods. But uh, next, after the break, I'm so excited. Frank Ferrante from yes. May I Be Frank. He is our guest. I can't be more excited about this. If may, you, yeah, May I Be Frank is a documentary, just so you know. It's a and uh, by the way, didn't you have a way that they could see it? They're not going to see it over the break, though. <laughs> so we could yeah. tell them after we come back from the break. That's right. So it's uh, what uh, Play It Forward, Mickey's right. company. Yeah. So they're the ones that you can watch the film through. And so they have this thing you pay for one, and then you get to pass it on to a friend. And I can pass it on to a you friend. You paid for one. Yep. So yep. now I get to pass it along for free to somebody. So if Great. you want to watch it, call in. Or tweet, email, and I'll pick someone. Well, why don't you pick one of them? I'm, I'm being an audience member right now. I'm confused. All right, so let's okay. just let's do the Twitter. Yeah. Okay. Do so if somebody tweets you right now, the first one who tweets you. Yeah. At where? Uh, ha ha, laugh it off. Hey, we just got a, a. Hey guys, love the show. Keep up the good work. Sarah's laugh is super cute. Is she single? <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> Yeah, you can laugh all you want, but uh, sex always has to do with something. It's, it's, it's going to come down to the crotch at one point. <laughs> but, okay, so if you want me to pass on my Play It Forward so you guys can watch this amazing, amazing yeah. documentary, uh, tweet your email on uh, or tweet us. The next tweet, you guys get to have it for free. But better than watching it is we have our mm -hmm. guest is coming up right after our break. It's Frank Ferrante, who is the star of May I Be Frank, his documentary, which is really you see a story of transformation, the things that yeah. we're talking about here. You actually get to view it and be a part of it. And um, and you'll be a part of our show coming right up. Uh, stay with us. You're listening to the Toad Hop Network, radio worth watching.
At the Toad Hop Network, Tuesdays are now Tastier Tuesdays as we open our doors at 3 p.m. to you, our beloved viewer, so you can watch your favorite podcast live on the big screen right below where it's actually happening and enjoy $3 draft beers until 11 p.m. That's right, Tastier Tuesday at the John Lovitz Comedy Theater at Universal City Walk. There's no cover charge, $3 beers, and $3 valet parking after 7 p.m. Tastier Tuesday with $3 beers. This and every Tuesday at the Toad Hop Network. That's life. That's life. That's what all the people say. You're riding high in April, shot down in May. But I know I'm gonna change that tune. When I'm back on top, back on top in June. I said that's life. And as funny as it may seem, some people get their kicks stopping on a dream. But I don't let it, let it get me down. Cause this fine old world, it keeps spinning around. I've been a puppet, a pauper, a pirate, a poet, a pawn and a king. I've been up and down and over and out, and I know one thing. Each time I find myself flat on my face, I pick myself up and get back in the race. That's life. That's life. I tell you, I can't deny it. I thought of quitting, baby. But my heart just ain't gonna buy it And if I didn't think it was worth one single try I'd jump right on a big bird And then I'd fly I've been a puppet, a pauper, a pirate, a poet A pawn and a king I've been up and down and over and out And I know one thing each time I find myself laying flat on my face, I just pick myself up and get back in the race. That's life. That's life. And I can't deny it. Many times I thought of cutting out, but my heart won't buy it. But if there's nothing shaking, come this here July. I'm gonna roll myself up in a big ball and
Studios Hollywood in beautiful Los Angeles, California. ToadHopNetwork.com. Radio worth watching. Radio worth watching. Radio worth watching. That's why I bought a new shirt. If I'm being watched, I might as well wear something a little better. I went to a hip store, by the way. Well, people tweet for me just really quick. Does this look obscene? (laughs) (laughs) On the camera. What does this look like? You with your mouth. I'm just describing it for the people that aren't watching is you just put your mouth around a, someone said, a big a big black microphone yeah it someone said it looks like these are big black wah, 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 coming at us like we're gonna eat them i know well look they they're microphones we need them look like microphones it's part of the business no i don't, I don't they don't hear us unless we have these unless we're in lavalier microphones that's not gonna happen right so uh so the person who won my play it forward to see may i be frank is Gary, who also uh, also said you were cute and wanted to know if you're single and had you have a good laugh. That's <laughs> good. Hey, whatever it takes. <laughs> I wonder how that happened. Whatever you know. By the way, I just want to be honest. As long as we're clearing the space here, this is why both of you are here. Because we're young. Good looking. <laughs> good looking. Because now, at least, if we're going to get those tweets, I'll take them. I'm a whore. I will take them anyway. I stopped getting those tweets. <laughs> a few years ago, I don't. I don't get the. You're married. I don't get the. Oh yeah, I know. Hey, hottie. <laughs> hey, hey, hottie, with the three kids, a divorce, and you're all broke from it. I, I don't get those calls. But you, but you two, someone's breasts that, over the weekend. You have potential. You, I did, someone I did, lifted. I their sign shirt up. a lot of breasts. Yeah, but so that's we don't do that. <laughs> what am I supposed to do? Go home, masturbate about the signing of the breasts? Oh God, when I got to the R, my name. Oh, I'm ready to roll. No, I, I get these little tiny things that happen. It's all it's all performance oriented. My mom almost I don't get, you. See, you two. <laughs> there's a visual I don't even want to approach. Hey, you, really? That no, take it back. Take what back? The visual you don't want to approach. No, it's just it's your mom. You're like a you know like a sister to me. You're like a younger sister. That's just not right. I would be all right. We are way off okay, track. Right, We're supposed to be introducing this. our our illustrious guest. Now I you know. The, I'm excited. You know, they always do that. You know, you watch any show, they go, we have a great show tonight. 
No, they always they say every single show, every Tonight Show. Yeah, you know we're going to great show tonight. It's probably the best show we've ever had at Tonight Show. <laughs> we got a special guest, and they just rattle them off, and people cheer and stuff like that. I'm cheering on this one. Yeah, I'm because so it's exactly excited. again we're all about manifestation. Manifested the very person that I wanted to come on to our show, mm -hmm. a person who's actually been through a transformation yeah, and is still going through it, and it's been documented in a documentary that is an amazing documentary called. May I be frank? Mm -hmm. And it's so good. I was telling Frank the other day that I have girlfriends that throw viewing parties any when they travel out of town and invite everybody over to come watch this film, and then they pass the film along, and then they have a viewing party too. Wow! And that's mm -hmm. the kind. Of, it's, it's a very so it's a powerful film. I actually mm -hmm. like documentaries most of all, by the way, because there's too many crappy movies out there with blowing up things and animation and all that i can't relate to it you know what i mean right how many shreks are you going to come up with <laughs> you know another Puss shrek Roots was pretty good though uh, it oh, was the uh, spin-off and i didn't expect it to be because it was a spin-off but it was good. Oh, but anyway, wait a minute anyway. seriously though joel yeah. i mean are you that young that you're going to have a puss in boots party well, are you going to have a puss in boots part a viewing party oh, for puss in boots that's my point is is you want something with depth something with character <laughs> something with a takeaway and that's what you get with this documentary Frank, thanks for being on our show. I'm so happy you're here. Yes. And, and you, listen, Frank. And by the way, Frank is around my age. I finally brought someone. We we upped the wisdom in this room, didn't we? Well, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Not we'll see. I got you right away. I saw the second I saw you in that documentary. You you and I have a lot in common. Well, I, I have to start by doing yeah. something. Okay, what do you want to do? Because of your last segment. Yeah. And my head, I'd be scratching, and my thoughts, they'd be hatching if I only had a brain. I could while away the hours, conferring with, with the flowers. Torture and pain. I'd be thinking I could be another Lincoln if I only had a brain. Why? Oh, tell me why. I am crazy. So you, I, there's another thing I bet we have in common. You love the Wizard of Oz, don't you? Well, the, the thing is that you're absolutely. I totally agree with you. The Wizard of Oz, Wizard of Oz, Wizard of Oz is a perfect metaphor for life. It is. And uh, the one scene that comes to mind is when all the characters have the Emerald Castle in view. Yeah. It's in view. It's in, and there. The, it is. And the Wicked Witch creates a poppy field, and they all. Yeah, sleep. opium. And they have a slip. Well, well, and, and it's and it's it's signif it's it's uh, it, it could be anything. It could be yeah. behavior. It could be whatever it keeps right. you, whatever draws your attention and your energy from that vision. Mm -hmm. And um, and it's, and that's where people stop. It, yeah. it, you know, those addictions destroy our best intentions. Yeah, they stop at just seeing that, just seeing their dreams in the in the future right. and in the distance is what they they see that. Yeah, at the MGM studio, yeah. where they it was well, painted and, and back then. Marianne Williamson talks about it. usually uh, Mandela's quote is uh, credited with this speech, but it was Marianne Williamson who wrote it and said that it's our greatness that we're afraid of. Right. Yeah, it's not failure. And and um, I, I, I person I I finally had that experience where people touring with the film and I met with an enormous amount of affection and warmth and. Yeah, and, and it's and for the first year, I felt like a complete imposter. Well, like, they, yeah. they got oh, the really? wrong. They got the wrong. They guy. got the wrong guy. You know, but I mean, by the way, don't we always think it's the wrong guy? Yeah. You know, I mean, everybody thinks that. It, it's the they actually say that in The Wizard of Oz. There's nothing in that bag for me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you yeah. always think there's nothing left for me. And, 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 somebody and, else's story. It's someone else's vision right. or somebody and, else's story. Yeah. And ultimately, like you mentioned earlier, that's it's it's the journey without distance. Yeah, that we avoid. Yeah. And, 
that you know Dorothy was two clicks away from being home. The <laughs> Scarecrow was always smart. <laughs> the Tin Man always had you know always right. had a heart, and the Lion always had courage. Right. It's just that there there are all these veils that um, mm-hmm. you know, most of it, I suppose, all of it's childhood issues. They were all told a story as well, which we talked about in the first hour. Yeah. They were handed like you're supposed to be this rough and tough, and this is what it looks like, Lion, and the King of the Forest. But I'm just a dandelion. Right. <laughs> and, but that's the thing is where you're, you're told these things, you know. You and I come from the East Coast. We, even as guys, we're told you have to be a certain way and respond a certain way to, to your fears, whatever it is. You're not even allowed to use the word fear, am I right? Did you grow up like that? I, Couldn't I, even use the word? I didn't really begin to understand what it really meant to be a man until I was in my 50s. Mm-hmm. Really? Uh, because what I, what the, 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 uh, the notions that I grew up with had nothing to do with reality. Yeah. And if you think about it, those days, who were the icons, right? The Doris Day, the girl next door, and right. Rock Hudson, the manly man. <laughs> and, and even that was a lie. Rock Hudson was a gay guy, and Doris Day slept with everybody (laughs) oh wow you just took me down so even those things were lies and I I always my heroes were guys that died untimely deaths Dana Andrews William Holden and guys like that right Mm -hmm. the old William Holden tripped over his living room furniture and broke his skull you know probably (laughs) drunk Oh no, no problem. Which is another, which is which is which is another thing we idolize, as you see that all the time. uh, Probably in all these old, everybody always has a a cocktail. It's always a cocktail, and that told you what a man was. And a cigarette. Yeah, so that so we're we're given that as well. I have to reset for everybody uh, listening who who are going. Who the hell is this guy? Uh, (laughs) I mean me. I mean me. By the way, I mean I mean me. I don't mean Frank Ferrante. Everybody knows who Frank Ferrante is. By Craig Shoemaker, I, I'm a comedian. That's born in Philadelphia. Isn't it bad and, when you got to tell people that? Yeah, it is. When I have to tell people I'm a comedian. Yeah, yeah. it's like you got to tell people you're a storyteller. They should know. Uh, right? Yeah, it should be within the story. It's like, it's like a woman saying, "Well, I'm uh, hi. My name is Jackie, and I'm beautiful." You know, whatever. <laughs> yeah. It's like a hey, proctologist doing an exam, and he goes, "By the way, I'm an ass doctor." Yeah. But but uh, so but the thing I have lean to, into your discomfort. I, <laughs> <laughs> I have to I have to uh, reset or set period. Uh, why Frank is here? Frank is in, in a movie, a documentary, and uh, most people haven't seen it. So let's describe what it is. Uh, um, why, why don't you uh, tell us, Frank? Tell us a, a, where it all spawned from. The uh, the elevator pitch, as they say in this town. Yeah yeah. Yep. Um, <laughs> give me the elevator. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I'll be the agent. I'll be the agent. What do you got here? So, so, you're, City, so you're a fat guy, huh? Well, fortunately, <laughs> in New York City, the buildings are 100 stories high, so the elevator pitch can be a yeah. long time. <laughs> uh, it, it's the, I was, at the time, I was uh, uh, around 300 pounds and um, very depressed, pre-diabetic, um, and very unhappy, uh, to put it mildly. And uh, Divorced? Going through a divorce? Uh, um, well, really, I had a history of um, turbulent relationships. Mm-hmm. We'll put it that way. Um, I, you know, the, you know the bottom line is, man. I just, I, I didn't really know how to do it. Really unhappy. I didn't know and how to do it, so I was very unhappy and um, um, and very lonely. And I'm by nature a very social person. I really, my favorite thing in the world is interacting with other human beings. That's where I get my juice. But and ironically, and, you're cutting them off by I, by gaining the weight, right, by being I, miserable, I a pissed off, off. I was cutting mean off my, guy. I was cutting yeah. off my oxygen. I wasn't a mean guy. I was just, I was sort of like morose, but I wasn't okay. mean. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, and uh, one day I was uh, my, my, I was on, I'm on my way to rent a video uh, from my my cousin was ill my cousin Michelangelo was ill and I was going to rent a couple of Italian videos at this place in San Francisco called Lur Video 
and uh, and I'm a snob, so I wanted subtitles. Like, I don't <laughs> dig dub movies. And, so it has uh, to be like Fellini or something well, artistic. Uh, Lino Wertmuller, okay. neorealists and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Anyway, he's really into details. Yeah, like so <clears throat> I, I, on my way to this place. I'm just I, trying to be a part of the conversation because oh, okay. <laughs> I'm still trying to get people to know who I am. We all know who you are. I just want to get a little sum of my voice to in there. Take me on the road with you. I'm going to. Right, I know so, you want to be a part of this network totally, you already told so, me. So, uh, um, so I, I'm on my way to this place, and I see a big sign that says Cafe Gratitude. And in the 12-step world, gratitude is a central virtue. Mm-hmm. And one of the things we say that a grateful heart will not drink, also a grateful heart will not cause any harm. Anyway, so I thought somebody was doing a, being cute and playing, doing a play on, on that theme. Mm-hmm. And so I, I walk in, and, I, and mind you, it was a dark and dreary film noir-esque <laughs> San Francisco night and it was right. the ground was mist on the ground and it was foggy and it was a direct reflection of my internal landscape. And wow. you you literally felt driven to go into there? Well, I thought it was somebody from a 12-step program. Okay. Said, well, that was driven, driven, though. There was something that... I uh, was walking, actually. Okay. Was, uh, <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying. <laughs> <laughs> so... Um, uh, uh, so I, I walk in, and, and there was hardly anyone in the place, but it was warmly lit, and it reminded me of Hemingway's A Well-Lighted Place. It was like, it was like there was comfort there. And I opened the door, and I'm met with this fanfare. Hi, welcome. How are you? Glad you're here. Yeah. Come on in. And I thought, wow, this is like 18 years worth of greetings in like two seconds. And so <laughs> I walk in, and there's this guy, Ryland, and uh, I woke up to him, and, and um, I said, um, hey, man, uh, I had to have a cup of coffee in Cafe Gratitude because I figured somebody here is in recovery. <laughs> and he looks at me and smiles and said, we're all recovering from something, uh. aren't we? <laughs> so I immediately knew he wasn't in the 12-step world. Uh-huh. I just figured he smoked a joint before going to work. Right. <laughs> and then he, I look around. Especially because it's like a hippie-ish type oh, of place. Oh, it's very, very, well, I'll, I'll get to that. And you already second. have your vision of that. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, I have my judgment. Exactly. So, uh, vision is generous. <laughs> so, um, so I look around, and he, I must have had that perplexed look on my face that's very visible. And he goes, because um, I, I noticed there's no stove, there's no espresso machine, there's not, not a flame in sight. And he looks at me and says, well, we're a raw food vegan restaurant. <laughs> and I'm thinking, raw food, how do you cook raw food? <laughs> and, and, and I thought vegan was a planet that you know that Chekhov you know Chekhov was directed to plot a course for. I didn't know what vegan was, right. but I, I liked that place and I started hanging out. And um, they were very when you're that fat, you don't the I, the, the the irony is that you don't feel seen. Hmm. You hmm. you just feel like people are looking at this out this uh, this exterior. And I I never felt seen, but I felt like these people were seeing beyond my fat and. Um, I started hanging out there, and um, um, I would—I wasn't interested in the food or anything. I would like—I would eat, I would buy something not to take up space, but I would what? leave there and have you know ribs and pizza because at 300 right. pounds you need more than leaves right. to stay around. <laughs> so, so um, at one point, Ryland comes and sits next to me and says, uh, "Hey, man, you know that movie Supersize Me?" I said, "Yeah, that's where the healthy guy eats himself sick." and he goes, yeah, well, yeah. we want to do something similar to that. We want to take a guy who's not well, oh. which was a very generous assessment for my condition at the time. <laughs> and, um, and I didn't know where he was going, but you know, take a guy who's not well and feed him raw food for X amount of time, go to a holistic health practitioners, do colonics, another word I wasn't familiar with. <laughs> and, uh, and we want to film it, and we want you to be the guy. And, um, and so I, It was like a casting call almost. Well, and do you think they approached anyone else? Uh, I, don't, I don't think. I think they were waiting for me. 
Really? Because I didn't. I, I didn't. It was look, like destiny. Well, I didn't look like I belonged in the restaurant. I looked. You know, I was like it was like Tony Soprano going to Burning Man. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> it, 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 it just you know, it, I just didn't look like your average raw food vegan client. I just didn't. I was three hundred pounds, and I looked like a gangster right. at the time. I I, I looked. I mean, I I kind of surprised. I, I should have got a part in the Sopranos. <laughs> I would fit. But I, I wonder if I, this obviously you know this now was was your destiny to. to find this place you weren't just walking and you know this right, this was right. all meant to be this was in, all in, in alignment re- in, in, retrospect, in retrospect yeah. at the time you're thinking what the hell is this did were you offended at all <laughs> if somebody came to me and said you know we're doing this movie about uh about fat people right. who are out of shape and, and I, that's how i would have taken i would have taken right. it personally and go can't you find someone 400 pounds i'm only three well keep in mind that that, that you know what i described how the condition i was in when i when I came in and I was also one of one of the things that it mentioned was I was also desperate to generate a shift. I didn't know how. I didn't know what it looked like. I didn't know what to, I didn't even know what I didn't know where to start. Mm. And and this I just started to say, I just became I just became this yes guy. I just started to say, okay, I'll I'll try that. I'll try mm-hmm. it. And I had no idea what we see now in the film wasn't what we've envisioned that we didn't know they were just going to make a movie that maybe they would show their parents and get a little extra money at Christmas they had no idea that this was going to turn into we didn't have the vision that was Greg Marks the alchemist that put all this together and the soundtrack and and all of it and Jeff uh, Jeff Lamont who also helped us a great deal right and and so what we started we had no vision of but did they I mean I'm really curious about this casting essentially it was a casting did they approach anyone else that you know of? Did you ever talk to them about that? As far as I know, as far as I know, they didn't. They had this idea, wow. and when I walked into the restaurant, Rylan said, "That's the guy." Wow! Wow! So it's, it's like you were the Lana Turner of of, of your time. Yeah. She was discovered uh, in Schwab's, the drugstore. Yeah, well, yeah, you were discovered was, at the uh, Cafe Gratitude. Uh, Lana Turner's a stretch, but I, <laughs> I, I would like to have picked someone else. You know. Well, <laughs> <laughs> somebody, somebody that they said you you are our guy yeah. Humphrey Bogart. He was the guy. Well, you know the other the other movie where they said that is in the producers when Zero Mostel. Mm-hmm. They were looking for the guy to play Hitler, oh. and it was Dick Shaw, and, right. and he's this crazy hippie. <laughs> that's our that, Hitler. That's our Hitler <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that's our guy. That's our guy for, and it's it's just amazing. Even your name that that's part of the title now. I mean, it yeah. really was. There was a lot of alignment here. Yeah. I don't think you're seeing, but I am. Right. <laughs> well, you're the visionary. Well, you know? but I'm the judgmental guy. You're uh, the visionary. It's because it's not my life. You probably have lots of vision for me, too. <laughs> so, so you're in Cafe Gratitude, and you guys decide to make this film, and then what happens? Uh, so we, uh, we didn't have a camera. Right. Nobody had any film experience. Uh, one guy wow. had spent two weeks in film school. So I, I had the most movie-making experience because I had seen the most films. Oh. Um, and, uh, <laughs> and so... Uh, and so you know, he's talking about alignment. This guy who is a uh, um, who is uh, a photographer, who was a movie maker, was getting the latest and the greatest equipment, and had this camera that was perfect for us, and gave it to us at a really good price. And we wow. made we made a boom mic out of PVC pipe, right? And, and, oh, uh, wow. And uh, and started point and shoot, and we started doing that. So you're really participating. You're not just the the the, the case study. You're now part of the filming. You're. Right. Oh well, they—they're they, basically an associate producer. 
at this point. Uh, well, because I've seen a lot of films. I'm going to use oh, that, see, by the way. When I mean. audition from now on, I'm going to go, you know how many movies I've seen? <laughs> I'm you just have gonna, any idea? Do you have any idea? I could give you Oscar trivia that will knock your socks off. I started seeing the movies when the adults were only 15 cents to get in. That's <laughs> uh, not that's, that's for real. Uh, um, so so the so the evolution of the film has been amazing. A, a, a one alignment after another, and and uh, uh, um, Woody Harrelson, who happens to be like a raw food guy, yeah. came into the restaurant and they they sort of like turned him on to the film, and he helped us out a little bit, and then through him. Um, um, we got in touch with Alanis Morissette, right. who got wind of what oh, we were wow. doing, and just one day called us up and said, "Look, I have three songs. Pick one. It's yours." Um, Jason Mraz. Jason Mraz, who yeah. saw the film the way I remember the story, saw the film. One of the guys that were, was the opening band was one of the filmmakers because there were three brothers, and um, they showed him the film, and it wasn't even finished. You know, it wasn't properly finished, and he and didn't have a soundtrack or anything, and he watched it and and really cried and had a really powerful emotional mm. experience because he had he had had a rift with his dad or they had you know some kind of miscommunication they weren't communicating and he saw this film and uh, re rekindled his relationship with his father and now his father goes on tour with him they you know he makes sure he takes mm. care of himself mm -hmm. and all this kind of stuff he's and and he wrote really what i consider the the principal message of the movie which is what would love do now yeah, that's in a the great middle song. of the film and and uh i mean how does like you know when i met him they they introduced i didn't know who he was cuz i you know he was not from my generation <laughs> sure. and um and he was standing right next to me, and he somebody said, "Oh, and Frank, this is Jason Mraz." And I looked at him and says, "Oh, you're that guy." <laughs> <laughs> and he cracked up. You know, he was just pretty funny. But there was, you see how things were aligned, though. That even the people that if if you have purpose, this is what's drawn into you. You don't force relationships and force uh, you know creativity. Even is this thing it, it all lined up because these are all people of that ilk. These right. are people of purpose and of consciousness and so on. And that's how it unfolded. It unfolded naturally. I mean, look at what you're what you're saying here. This is it, and it turned out to be a brilliant movie right. with PVC pipe. And other people, <laughs> yeah. are, other people are making movies for literally. Uh, uh, what, there's this uh, John Carter, whatever it's called, this movie. I think oh, it cost oh, Disney oh, like five hundred million dollars yeah, to make yeah. something that has very little value for people, like. The Alanis Morissette's not calling up and go, I want to be part of the John Carter soundtrack. <laughs> yeah. you, know, I, I, you see, I mean, Jason Mraz isn't writing, but the, and Woody Harrelson, there's a reason that those people, are they gravitated towards there naturally. And, and, and not, they helped this whole process along based on all of their creative abilities. And, and then there were the people that I never would have expected, like Alice Walker, who wrote an endorsement. John Gray from Men Are From Mars. Right. I mean, he did a video endorsement. Uh, Dan Millman, the mm -hmm. Peaceful Warrior, and uh, John Robbins, you know, with all his work. And, and here's a piece that I think, there's a couple of pieces that I think are key. And one is that I, I'm not a guru. I don't know the answers. And what I, when people, I had a question, because I was going, we were on tour, and, and I get asked all kinds of questions. And one of the questions was, uh, uh, this guy got up and said, how does it feel to be past all your issues? <laughs> and I told him, I said, when it happens, I'll send you the memo. I'm not sure. And I, I made, I, I realized at that point that it was important because people see something on screen and they, they immediately characterize you as this like type A, alpha male kind of guy. You're, you know, it's, and it's, it's, I'm just a flawed human being right. stumbling through my own healing. And wow. it's and just going through this process, I get emails and Facebook messages from people that are really suffering and find some. I, I just I just they find some some comfort in this film, and I yeah. think 
I have been a screw up all my life, and now I'm involved in this thing, and and I'm not a screw up anymore. But that old voice reminds me. It's like pulls me back and just tells me. Who do you think you are? Hmm. You know, who do you think you are? But the irony is, you didn't have to study this. You, didn't, no. you just had to go through it, no. and, and you're just out there, <laughs> just letting people see your experiences. And all it took—it didn't take an education, it didn't it, 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 huge intelligence or anything. You just took will—it just took willingness. And to take the next step and the next step and whatever was right in front of you. And that's what's so remarkable about the film. It's very simple, but the message is very profound. I mean, your guy, yeah, yeah, hepatitis C. I mean, these are all these obstacles that we talk about on our show here that you had to go through. Uh, the, the relationship with your daughter, really difficult relationship with mm -hmm. your daughter. Obviously, uh, the divorce and, and, and things like that. The uh, diabetes, your, your, your weight itself. All of these things, you just can't figure it out. And then we get to watch this, this, this guy who's inside of you. It's literally like you put on a fat suit <laughs> and, and, and you came out this more evolved human being and it takes time and it took you time and it's documented in this film we have to take a break now okay. but i'm thrilled to have you here thrilled to be here and bro. uh yeah i get asked i get to do this man yeah i get to do this Thanks. but you, you don't know, get paid i should, have, I should have you don't been. get you don't get paid you know what? I, I did pay them this morning well i noticed they got they, i mean where's my hundred man I <laughs> i'm out of cash now <laughs> i told you i was in court earlier that this this is my last 200 i just yeah. i just so appreciate them and they're, they're doing this for nothing i am too but i know that this is i know that this has a, even a bigger meaning is doing this show and that's why you're here so we, uh, we have we're going to come back from the break and we'll take some calls can you take calls I I love you okay calls. with that? I love calls. Yeah. yeah, maybe some people that have seen the film. If you've seen the film, especially yeah. call us because yeah. we would like to hear from your perspective on uh, May I Be Frank. It's a documentary that's out, and uh, Sarah just gave it away with uh, Play It Forward. Yes, I did to Gary. But you can also get it at Netflix and uh, everywhere else. You, you, must, you must see this. Yeah. And, and uh, the colonics and all that you had to go through. And look, I'm like you. I'm an East Coast <laughs> guy. Somebody's putting something up my my ass. You know, I'm going to shoot them. <laughs> it's like it's not it's not something that we that we really gravitate towards. It's like yeah, let me have have a colonic. But we'll I grew talk up more about with a that. Colonic board in my bathroom. Oh, there you go. Okay. This, by the way, these are called teasers. I'm trying to bring us to a break, and the two of you are interrupting me with with more of. Let me talk about my ass situation. <laughs> That'll keep people tuned in to go. I want to hear about that colonic. But, but but whatever it takes, whatever it takes to keep you here, we hope you do stay here. It's Craig Shoemaker with Laugh It Off, and we have more with Frank Ferrante after we take this little break from sponsors. Oh, wow. You're listening to the Toad Hop Network, radio worth watching. If you haven't been listening to the Crab Feast... Thank God we have Christina. Hi, Christina, guys. I'm fucking up your name. Christina Pajitsky. So you're originally from <laughs> California. Yeah, well, you're no. You're a valley girl. I, am, I grew up in the valley, but my, uh, my family emigrated from yes. Hungary to Canada. Yes. Uh, I lived across from Detroit. My father worked in the Chrysler and factory. They, they, no kidding. They got to Canada how? They escaped from Hungary. On... <laughs> How did they escape? It's so awful. Like, yeah, well, they, they escaped literally like on uh, under barbed wire fences. Oh, they yeah. On foot. On they escaped foot? on foot. They left the country on foot. People That's used right. to have balls. Yeah. Severe. I'm scared to go to Fresno. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the Crab Feast, Mondays at 8 Pacific, only on the Toad Hop Network. Radio worth watching.
That woman will take you. That woman will break you. That woman will make you something you've never seen. That woman's got claws. That woman's got laws. Now look out, man, you're gonna lose your mind. I had a friend. His name was Frank. He walked on the waterline. Lord, he sang. We used to go stag. Now he's got a hag. It looks like Frank has got a brand new bag. That woman will take you. That woman will break you. That woman will make you something you've never seen. That woman got claws. That woman's got laws. Now look out, Frank, you're gonna lose your mind. What happened to Frank? Can happen to you. Just find you a woman and watch what you'll do. That woman will take you. That woman gonna break you. Look out, man, you're gonna. You're gonna lose your mind. Imagine a world we could live in with these seeds in the minds of our children. was made on hemp paper. Thomas Jefferson had hemp fields. Let me tell you what the things organically grown hemp fields. Jack Herron tried to tell us the news. We can even use the seeds to improve our food. Build homes in the future made straight from hemp. No heat, build cars so we stay on red. Free will in the mix. Hemp shirt, hemp kicks. Keep my dear earth conscious. Let's go down the list. Its fibers are the strongest. Products last the longest. Change our whole infrastructure. Hemp will never wrong us. Obviously, it's the plant that can raise our whole economy. If we open our minds to see. Build your house insulated organically. That's real talk, homie. That's no fantasy. Plant the seed. We got a world to feed. Grow hemp everywhere. All the food you could ever need. Oil, fiber, medicine, and paper. Banning cannabis was the world's biggest keeper. Strong, durable, long-lasting, natural, renewable, botanical, growing every annual. Hemp can take the planet. All you gotta do is plant it. Wanna see it growing up from the cracks in the granite.
it tastes, but it's filled bliss. Get a hip, no pad, take no soreness. Regenerate the earth, create new work. Build your karma points in your network. Freely, I support him, listen for the growth. Keep it cool like Dr. Ronald's peppermint song. Imagine a world we could live in with these seeds in the minds of our children. And these trees and grow a solution. Hemp can heal the world. Imagine a world we could live in with these seeds in the minds of our children. You're listening to the Toad Hop Network, radio worth watching. Are you watching? Are you listening? I didn't get my cue, but I'm just running with it now. I know how you roll, Joel. I don't get the cue. I don't That's get the, the point. I don't get an action. I, I just got to feel it. It's like it's like being on stage. It's like, feel it anyway. it's like it's a musical. What? It's like a musical. I have to feel. I'll tell you another story about that someday. It's one of the worst <laughs> failures of my life. Again, I went in too soon. <laughs> I tried to. I did. Uh, something's coming from West Side Story, and something was coming, and it was um, uh, my urine. I peed my <laughs> pants in front of an entire, entire theater filled with people. But I, it's not about me right now. <laughs> it's, it is about. It's about our guest Frank Ferrante, who is here, who is actually has. By the way, am I pronouncing it? Yes. All right, New York. Ferrante. I'm Sicilian too. You are. Right. I didn't know this. I didn't. I didn't know in Sicilia. I mean, in Sicily, that there was a, a freckle thing going on. Well, I'm Irish Sicilian. Oh, okay. <laughs> Irish Sicilian. Uh, if the, you have questions for Frank, please you can call us at one eight eight five two zero four three seven four. Yes. Tweet. Ha ha. Laugh it off. Tweet any questions. If you want to talk to Frank, because he is the. I, it's it's strange calling you the star, right, of the film, because when you're you're a big it. film buff. And you're not thinking that you're up there with William Holden and Humphrey Bogart. You know, I, think. Yeah, I don't smoke or drink, and I'm still alive. Well, so I'm not like those guys at all. That's that's true. <laughs> they, they all had early early deaths, and uh, and and one wonders when you do take that route in your life. It, it all appears a certain way based on our media and things. You know, we, we sort of honor these people. You know, I was thinking the other day. I ate at a place called Dillinger's. They have all these mobsters on the wall, and I thought, how we honor these people that kill. You know, it's always, you know, yeah. Dillinger's Capone's. I ate at a place called Capone's. But you'll never see, like, Mother Teresa's Steakhouse or, or, or Gandhi's Grill. No, <laughs> Wouldn't be much on the plate, no. but they still. Of, <laughs> yeah, they did a lot of fasting. And, and, speaking, of, and speaking of that, uh, so part of your journey and part of your story in this, in this film was you started eating raw. Mm -hmm. And uh, the first question I have is, are you still? Not completely. Not completely. I eat a lot of raw food. But Do not, you? Um, um, I slipped yesterday and I had a couple of pieces of prosciutto oh, oh really how was it it was so good <laughs> but the, the, the thing is though what i find though is like when i when i do because i went to an italian restaurant with a friend of mine and and like i just i it just was it was just it was standing it was just right there yeah and um i'm looking at making excuses like um but uh i uh i feel i find that when i go back to that kind of like eating habits it just doesn't feel good right 
You know, yeah. Like all, yeah. all day I felt like I had lead in my stomach. Wait a minute, from the from that pr- prosciutto. Well, it wasn't just prosciutto. There was oh, you had some other things. Okay, now he throws bread. in the truth. <laughs> okay, all right. Yeah, a little ravioli, and I think, oh my god, wow. you know, and and, I, and it, it tasted really great, and it felt really terrible. Now, did yeah. you guys have a visual of he just had like a couple bites of prosciutto? Now it turns <laughs> yeah. into a buffet at the Olive Garden. <laughs> well, it wasn't a buffet. <laughs> but, but, but it was a very nice Italian restaurant. Right? Oh, okay. Well, is that the Grove? Right. Yeah, yeah, and you do feel crappy afterwards, and. What I like about even this conversation is you're not coming across as you're not some perfect person. And and that's the other thing is when you see a film where they're like basically introducing you to new thought and new wisdom and things like that, people become judgmental. They go, ah, he's not that way all the time. Even if you mention John Gray, you know, a lot of people will go, what do you know about relationships? You've been married five times. You know, there's there's a lot of that that goes on. Well, he knows a lot about marriage. (laughs) (laughs) I'm with him on that, by the way. (laughs) But if if you do, so we do. Everybody has these slips. But when you introduce yourself to a new paradigm and a new system of being, which is what you did in the film, but you but you took life and microwaved it, though. I mean, it, well, not literally. <laughs> he threw out his microwave. <laughs> he threw out the microwave. <laughs> but but you, you made you made a uh, you you made a sprint in a, in a film out of a marathon of life, and so you had bad relationships, overweight, uh, diabetic, right, Hep C, uh, hepatitis C. Yeah, I, hate to, I, I hate to take your inventory. No, I, right, I was, but I was it's actually, it's I was, all part was, of getting was, to know was, you. I was on interferon and ribavirin and a host of other medications during the film. And this is what they found. And this is the, but you're basically almost like a patient for them. And and the, the big key that I got out of it was the amount of love. And that's the basically your goal in life was to to fall in love again. Yeah. Well, at the time, and yeah. <clears throat> what what um, in retrospect, when I look back at that statement. And the, where I was in that part of that time in my life, it was I was once again looking outside of myself to feel better, looking for something outside of myself to change the way I felt. Mm. Mm. And it, it wasn't, you know, it, and it was sort of this, this sort of um, cloudy, romantic 1950s musical idea of yeah. what rom- falling in love. And I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be great. I'm gonna, and it's the same thing. If you get the car, the girl, the job, I'll be happy when. Fill in the dot. Uh, yeah, and, and, yeah, and these films and, drive me crazy. And, like Jerry Maguire, will you complete me? Oh please! Oh, that's, that, I, and I that's what you're doing. You're bag after that. Well, Jesus <laughs> Christ! <laughs> please. But, no, that's what I mean. But oh. but that's how you were also. And every woman in the theater moaned. Of course. Oh, yeah. of course. Oy you, vey. Well, you just knew that you're not going to date anybody in that movie <laughs> because completing somebody is a very very big responsibility. That's exactly right. You know, yeah. and so um, yeah, and so so when and so what I realized what what the, what the movie became was a self love story. It's self-love, a self love right. story, exactly. And and by the way, that's not going to cut it in Hollywood either. The big you know, it's a story of self love, starring one guy. I wonder about that. I you can see that in the elevator pitch I, I in think, Hollywood. I think I do believe that things are changing. I mean, earlier yeah. I remember you guys talking about the negativity thing and. You know, I, I really believe that there's a shift going on. And and uh, I look at, for example, you know, the, the I, well, I'm going to get off track for a second, but the political landscape, right? Mm-hmm. There's these crazy people, like, running oh, for office. Yeah. And so, but what, if you take the judgment out for a second, what I look at it, I, it to me, it looks like a, a wounded animal. And a wounded mm-hmm. animal, that's, that's the most dangerous kind. Mm-hmm. a predatory Ooh. wounded animal. It's, mm-hmm. that's, it, it's the most dangerous Desperate. animal. Desperate. And that, yeah. they're coming from a place, and that's yeah. what it looks like to me. It's yeah. like the last gaspers. And and uh, and I believe that there are uh, there's a group of people that are emerging that are 
create working on creating generating a and, shift and along that metaphor by the way i i believe i'm right with you on this we all are trying to eat from the same carcass and as if you're not going to get yours when right over here is all of this all of this food right. all of this delicious wonderful nu nutritious food is it's all out here but it seems like no we all have to eat from this little you know this little animal that we all killed and everybody take a little piece of it, and we become desperate, and then we start hurting one another to get to our piece of meat that we don't think that we're going to have. And there's all this out here, but we don't see it. But now what you're talking about is this shift, because all it is is shifting focus and going, looking over there and going, ah, there it is. It's been there all along. It's all of these things. Have been, there's water and there's abundance. It's all there for us, but we have this myopic thinking that thinks, oh, got to do it this way, got to do it that and that's what's so wonderful about the film is, is you offer that perspective and you see somebody's journey right before your eyes. And, 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 and that's the message is in your journey. Mm. You know, it's not something you have to wrap it up at the end. You complete me or any of those things where they, where everybody needs the wrap up and the, you know, the, the one line pitch. But that's what's so, that's what's so wonderful. What's happened to you? Uh, since the film came out, has, has your life changed from the film, not well, from the not from the new lifestyle? Well, because of the film, my life has changed a lot. I yeah. Mean, after the film, um, well, we oh, called you. You know, you're on this big show. Yeah, right. So there's it, 12 people listening biggest to this. Relative, <laughs> big, biggest relative. Biggest <laughs> relative. That's right. And you know who's listening yeah. to it? Everybody who needs to be listening. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly right? Right. And it's like right. kind of tough when you're trying to yeah. you know earn a living. I get it. And. Yeah. Well, we we'll just want to get back to what we just readdressing. Like last night, I was in a state of incredibly high anxiety. Like certain things in my life, and and I like I really my ch I had a knot in my chest. And I I went to I went to a twelve step meeting this morning. I went to one last night. I went to one this morning. Made a couple of phone calls. Next thing I know, like I'm my whole nothing changed except my perspective. Yeah. And, and yeah. the only thing that's ever wrong with my life is my perception of right. it. Right. Mm. And and I think that that what the film what what the film does is, is one of the things is that um, I've become every man like I'm this like spiritual proletariat, <laughs> right? Because all these guys, I mean, people relate to it. it. It's 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 obviously I'm not you know some white guy from Marin that's privileged that went to Harvard. I'm not that guy. I'm a I'm a immigrant son of immigrant parents and. We didn't speak English at home, and mm -hmm. I got my high school diploma at 50. You know, there's no privilege in that film because mm -hmm. I always thought when somebody had made it, had a transformative experience, that they secretly had a trust fund. Right. <laughs> yeah. There was, it was a paid secret. For. There was a secret that they had that I didn't you. know yeah. about, yeah. and it really that's not the case. And so, and so it doesn't matter whether you have a drug and alcohol history, which you know, it's obviously it's in the film, or or any of the issues that I have. It's the feelings that I was dealing with, and I dealt with them that way. The feelings are the same. The, 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 the universal, I, I'm really astounded by from the tour, what I've learned is the commonality of the human experience. And so what they also told you at the cafe is they said everyone has an addiction of some kind. Well, right? everybody. Well, they say everybody's recovering from something. Recovering from something. Yeah, I yeah. thought it was cute. I didn't really think about <laughs> it, but it's true. It, it, it's we all true. are. It's very true. And and we and, all have and, obstacles in our lives. It's not life is not easy. You know what Melissa called earlier. Either. She goes, oh, it's, you know, she said, oh, it's not easy. Well, no, every single person in this room or anyone listening can talk about some difficulties that, that they've had in their life. It's, it's how you navigate through or around or, or, or with whatever is being given. That, that's, and it is perspective and perception. That's all, it's all it boils yeah. down to. And, 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 and an acceptance of that, by the way. And, and another interesting thing, what, how my life has changed, is uh, my 
history, if I, in my history, if I looked at a list of you know, my chronologically looked at my history of my resume, my I, I was really heavily heavy in the debt, you know, in the dark column. And all of those things that I considered to be deficits have become assets. Mm. Mm. It's the weirdest thing. Yeah, you know, strange? I, I was well, give us an example. Yeah. Point, well, my addictions, I was, it was a part of my addiction uh, behavior and things I did during my addictions that I was ashamed of and, and, and really deeply remorseful about. Well, you know, I, I, and now it's like what they, these experiences enable me to do is to, to, to communicate and be compassionate with a broader range of people mm -hmm. uh, that normally mm -hmm. wouldn't, wouldn't have. And look how you drew in, by the way, talk about shift. You drew in love by loving yourself first. And then, and look at all those people that supported you during this film. Oh, it was—it's a big love fest. You should see it now. I mean, and don't you wish that more people would would actually that we would have these experiments, so to speak, that, that everyone was making a documentary all around the world that we all started to do this in our little villages that we live in and our families that we all support one another and you know endorse this you know another style of living is basically what you're doing what and you're talking, through love. What you're talking about is exactly what I think is emerging, and that is a true community, a, mm -hmm. a really a loving community. That's what I believe is emerging. And, and there's going to be fits and starts, and there's going to be saints and sinners. That just because people mm -hmm. are in this paradigm this does not excuse, believe me, does not exempt them from the human experience. No. Because just because you eat raw food, all of a sudden doesn't mean your ego dissolves. Right. Because you know, there's half the people I know in the raw world are nuts. You know, I mean, but they're beautiful. They're, you know, they're, they're nuts, they're, but they think that they're not because they're eating raw food. I got news for you. You know, I mean, they are, and and so just because I mean, just because you're a vegetarian, I, I got people were talking to me when I was at this place that uh, this woman asked me um, after a screening, "What's your relationship with animals now that?" You no longer, you know. Uh. I said, well, what do you mean? I, 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 I know. I see a dog. I pet it. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I said, yeah, so what my relationship with animals is now that you don't. Eat, I, you know, it's, I presumed it yesterday, but it's like really, really kind of, kind of funny. You know that this, yeah. this. Uh, she's, you know, because she said, you know, and I. They say that because if people all would start eating a plant-based diet, which I think is a great idea, like, you know, we would all like live in peace. And I remind them, would they get really mad at me that? Adolf Hitler and Himmler, the head of the SS, were both vegetarian, <laughs> and so and, and and they didn't have rap music or you know, you know <laughs> right, right, say, exactly. So, they they weren't inspired by you know, or, two live crew. Or no, whatever. right. So, so um, it, I, I think it's really important to remember that we're still human beings and we're yeah. just going into this path. I think, you know, it's unlikely that you, know, you would be like sort of a, a gangster guy and stay that way, hanging out in the raw food world. But I'm just saying it doesn't exempt you from the human experience. Right, yeah. but it could reflect maybe how you feel internally, how you feel about yourself. You kind of want, you know, to take care of your body if you love and appreciate yourself. And you might want to make healthy choices that reflect that. It's a good step. Yeah. You make healthier choices. You don't have to make healthy choices 24-7. Right. It's mind, body, spirit, though. That's yeah. the, that's, that's that's the right. other key that uh, element of the film. Yeah. And people ask me often, what's the one component? You know, that, And it's like when I, when I hear that, it's sort of like, like what that one thing I have to do so I don't have to do everything else. Yeah. yeah. And and you know of course it's the, the main component is love. It's also the way you would, the way I uh, the way I work on achieving participating in the full cycle of love is taking care of my mind, my spirit, and my body. I am with you. And yeah. and, it, and it doesn't mean that I don't screw up. It right. doesn't mean that at all. And by the way, I, that is the Wizard of Oz. It's mind, body, and spirit. Scarecrow, right. Tim Man, and Lion. All to get to exactly. the land of Haas. That's what we're trying to do on our show. That's our objective. 
We do it every week. That's what we're hoping for. It's getting through not, that not pump field. That's we're, a pain yeah, exactly right. And by the way, <laughs> laugh is an acronym. If it, for me, it means love, acceptance, understanding, gratitude, and humility. Beautiful. And humility is the big one. That's what when you laugh, that is, you are having the most humble experience, either through the comic's eyes or through your, or whatever it is. It's some sort of humility. But it's all it, it all takes that connection, the, the, you know, the love, the, the love. The acceptance, the understanding, the gratitude, and humility, when all that's in sync. And you have had many more of those experiences now. Mm. You've been able to open that, open up to that, those experiences because of clearing away all that crap. You literally had crap, and you had a colonic to take care of it. Uh, Eleven. <laughs> yeah. Eleven colonics. I have a, I have a tweet here that uh, yeah. he says, uh, David Beatty says, the best part of the film, I'm 54, and I've got a saying for everything. I thought that was really funny. So how do you feel that affirmations play a part in your life today? The, the affirmations play a, a very large part. The... The other, because th think about the other voice. I'm not right. good enough. I'm not handsome enough. I'm not lovable. And, and the other side of that is, I'm enough. Yeah, I'm good enough. I'm, you know, it's like sounds like that guy. Which is, yeah, that's the like, bummer about that. Every yeah, time you go like, there, yeah, you're right, going, right. I'm Jack but, Handy with but, good yeah. thoughts. But, I'm but, looking in a mirror. I'm going, but, damn it, you're good. Or small. What's his name? Smiley, yeah, Smiley. Smiley. But when you Stuart get a guy Smiley, that yeah. looks like me, right? Yeah. This guy who looks like one of the characters in The Sopranos, saying. The affirmations, it's like it's a different experience. But yeah. affirmations play a large role. Um, and and it, it, it does seem, it's actually, when I first did it, I felt like I was going to be struck by lightning for the <laughs> depth of the lie. Right. Because, right? like, I'm thinking, I don't believe this at all. Yeah. But, but that's yeah. what the, the disbelief is part of the illusion. Because, it, you know, people think of ego as something where you're strutting and you're the cock of the wall kind of thing. Ego can also work the other way, where you're the biggest piece of crap in the world. Right. You yeah. know, like it's not just right. a piece of crap. You're the biggest piece of crap. <laughs> <laughs> and so, and so um, the, affirma the affirmations are, are, are a way to carve a new neural pathway. Mm -hmm. Right. We were talking about that. Yeah, right? and, mm -hmm. and, and so that, so that you, when those voices come, you also have someplace else to go. How long did it take till you started believing them? I, I, well, I believe them and then I don't. And if, I, if I totally believed them, I wouldn't have to keep saying it. Absolutely. Yeah. But, yeah, but right. I, you know, and, and that's the other thing. There's no arrival. You know, there's no arrival. Nothing. You know, there's no arrival. But when, what does happen, though, is the affirmations, uh, they get affirmed. That's what happens. Right. Something manifests where you go, ah! You start getting evidence. You get evidence. You get evidence. And, I, I and we need talked evidence. about the, even casting this show and finding Sarah. That mm -hmm. was an affirmation. As I said to the universe, you know, this isn't all, this isn't all woo woo. And I'm with you. I'm from Philadelphia. You know, I don't come from this background. There was nobody meditating in our house. There was nobody praying <laughs> unless they were praying for someone to die. I mean, <laughs> that's how you, that's how you pray. My, 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 I have a difficult time with my ex. She literally like pulls out the Catholicism on me. She'll like pull the cross out. She does the cross at oh my me. God. You know, she'll pull the cross at me like, like I'm like Dracula, and she, you know, and I'm going to go away. Because, and meanwhile, she's angry as hell while she's doing this prayer into the air. I pray that you go away. And you see this rage coming out of me going, geez, God ain't working for you right now. You know, right. you might want to like direct that cross inside of yourself. And that's what it really is all about. It's our own self evolution. Even right. me sharing that story about her, I'm talking about my perspective on her is, I need to work on not bringing that out in her where she has to do that. I demonstrate that as a as a funny thing. But back to the other, I have so many times now with this new purpose in my life that things just unfold naturally and they're not forced. And when they're forced, it's bad 
bad results. They might be temporary good results. You might have a new car for a couple minutes, but the thing's going to break down if you don't really well, do your examination, your self-examination. And you have to be all three of those things. I talk about spiritual fitness. You got to be spiritually fit. It's like an athlete. If you want to become great, these guys are really great. Like Michael Jordan's my favorite basketball player ever. He became that through repetition. So you have to repeat whatever your spiritual program is. You have to repeat it, repeat it, repeat it, and you're ready for everything. But when you're off of that, then the, then those bad results happen. Yeah. Then you have somebody praying towards you, going go to hell, go to hell. Yeah. yeah, praying towards you, like <laughs> not for you, towards. You. No, it's One towards thing me. That I appreciate that I feel like Frank offers also is this freedom that it's okay to mess up because sometimes that you know like there's a like a self-love too that it's not always perfect like that you do try and you do go through the right. actions but then there's also going to be a period where you slip and you have to learn again or mm -hmm. you have to redo it and that's why i thought was so interesting is at the end of the piece at the end of the documentary it shows that you did slip again and then came back on the train right mm. Yeah, and and um, and that's human. Human, you know. And, and by the way, the slips are what makes us laugh. Yeah, well, <laughs> because that's the uh, yeah, human element. That's what we're laughing at, well, right? It's what, it's what Leonard Cohen says. It's the, the the light comes through the cracks, right? So yeah, and, and you know, getting back to your experience with you know with your ex and family court and all that. I remember in '92 when I got divorced and we're in front of the judge and we went through mediation. And I and I and I was just uh, you know and there, there we were you know this the, she's on her side of the aisle and I'm on my side of the aisle and the mediators in between us and I was looking at her and I and I, I just was wondering how does love turn to litigation mm. yeah and oh, I remembered man. I remembered I looked at that woman and I thought I would have walked through the fire yeah. happily mm. how the hell did we wind up here mm -hmm. you know and it was I had to look at my behavior and my decisions that I was making. Mm -hmm. I adored this one. I married her. I had two kids with her. Mm -hmm. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't a whim, but I really wasn't equipped to handle. I just wasn't equipped. I just didn't know. I didn't know how to make the right choices and the right decisions. And I think that's really the new mm -hmm. therapy. What it's about is teaching people how to make right, right choices and right decisions that, that enable them. Like what I, what, what I used to teach my son is, you know, that, um, that when you're doing something right, when you make decisions in your best interest, and then not at the expense of anyone else, mm. and that last part I avoided. Right. You know. <laughs> right. And, and, and really, what happened was I wasn't making good. I wasn't making decisions in my best interest, um, and uh, I had to look at my side of the street. And, mm -hmm. and one of the things in the beginnings of of uh, of those of those terrible terrible times when you're getting divorced is that. It's so easy to look at the other person and what yeah. they're doing because it's so painful to look inside. You know, until I was ready to look at what I was doing because I was no prize either. Mm -hmm. You know, and and you know, and you know, and so we were both we were both matched. We were both matched because you know she was she had her issues, I had my issues, and we were a perfect vibrational match. Today I would not attract. You know, we would not attract each other. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. You know, today we wouldn't. That's how it works. You know, it, 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 there's all some inevitable uh, something you need to deal with, and that's and, that's and you're going to bring that up about. And in the film, that thing about wanting to fall in love was the same thing. It was another addictive kind of right. paradigm mm -hmm. where, okay, I'm going to meet the right girl, and we're going to, and she's going to, you know, I'm, <clears throat> she's going to fix my emotions. Yeah. Well, we, yeah, fall in love. That's what's funny is the word fall is in there. I <laughs> fell all right. <laughs> I keep falling. I keep getting up. That's what we're about here. And, uh, I'm, that's, you know, that music means that we're done. For How me. about leaping yeah. into love? Leap. There you go. Well, they, there is the lover's leap, but that's usually someone committing suicide. So <laughs> I, I did want to acknowledge one guy on yeah. Twitter. John Long says, yeah. uh, I weigh 340 pounds. I'm going to watch the film. 
I watched the trailer. I'm interested for obvious reasons. So I just want to say good luck to John. And, right. John, and John, you can reach me on Facebook and privately, and I'll talk to you privately, bro. Wow. How does Amazing. he do that? Spell your name for him. Don't make me do it, Frank. If you don't know me by now. Okay. I'll never, never, never I'll know spell it for you. you. Let the girl spell. She's right. got a nicer voice. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. By the way, she wasn't a manifestation. She was Grace. Yeah, that's exactly right. With her, with her. Oh, I love Frank. Yeah. This is how you spell his last name, so you can find him on Twitter, John, or in Facebook. Facebook, Facebook John. Okay, Ferrante, F-E-R-R-A-N-T-E. All right, Frank find him on Facebook. This find was, us on Facebook at yeah. Laugh It Off yeah. Podcast. Oh, Please awesome. sign up because you'll be eligible to get a watch. Yeah, let's get let's, his website a shout-out. That's what it's called, shout No, out? no. Like, shout out. <laughs> oh, okay. To his I was going to say Twist, that shout. must have cost you some money to get the shout out. Um, That's an easy one to remember. Ferrante's uh, uh, a pain uh, in the ass. Go ahead. No, we got. We couldn't get that domain name. No May way. I be Frank Movie is that? May the I be Frank Movie dot com. Nice. Uh, yeah. You can yeah, get that. all the information. Mm -hmm. You can d you can download it, play it forward. Such yeah. a great cause, and then pass it forward. And I have Gary, who I'm going to give my my play it forward <laughs> to. She stumbled. I think she's <laughs> going to say, I was going to give him my digits. You're going to give him no. your number because he was David, flirting with I you. I love you. <laughs> oh, that's right. Your boyfriend's listening. <laughs> so you had, you had to clear the space on that one. I, when we come back next week, mm -hmm. I'm not even going to tell you who the guest is. I guess I am. She, yeah. We have her confirmed, right? Yeah. Kelly, <laughs> Kelly Carlin will be here. Now, Kelly Carlin is George Carlin's daughter. Wow. But so much more than that. We're all about the daughters. An, an amazing, yeah, we had Richard Pryor's daughter on last week. Wow. And yeah. but she is literally one of the people that has helped me in my life, guide me in a different direction. And she helped me not only through the divorce, she ended up marrying me and my my wife in Hawaii. Wow. Wow. And um another strange story is that was the week that her that was the day that her dad died. Oh. So that was a really strange thing. We'll talk about that next week. But she was my therapist for years. Yeah. And she was the couple's therapist for me and my ex-wife. And then and then she hours. and then she christened our child <laughs> on the beach. I mean, wow. all of these wonderful things that uh, that have unfolded in my life, and she'll be here next week. She's funny. She has a st she has a, actually a one-person show about being the daughter of George Carlin. She'll talk wow. about that. So we're excited to have her next week, and uh, and I'll get back to the story. I'll I'll actually finish it. Yeah, I will eventually, maybe within a year, finish some of these stories. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that'll keep people. Coming back, coming right? Back. It's, you're just hooking them. And please stay in touch with yeah. us and you know, go to my Facebook page, Craig Shoemaker, as it sounds, Shoemaker. There's no mocker, no umlaut. I'm not off the boat from Bavaria. Just give me a little Craig Shoemaker like and tell us how you like the show. And uh, don't criticize too much because it stays with me. Yeah, it totally does. <laughs> I, I carry it right yeah. in as you got to talk me off the I, ledge. I, I, I think it's fine. She doesn't really mean it. But I had you. Sarah go into <laughs> Facebook and actually talk to somebody. And then she goes, well, I can't do that because I'm an uh, administrator and it'll look like you are. I go, just tell her it's you. Tell her what you said to me. Because she was saying that I dominated the conversation. So I'm, I'm the freaking host of the show. What am I supposed to do? I'm, I let Frank talk a lot today, by the way. Did, Joel's like, the you, we learned a lot. We, yeah, we the music's going to run Frank. out here. We're going to be into the next show. ToadHopNetwork.com. You can download us on Frank. iTunes. Yeah. Yes, thank you, Frank. This was amazing. Yes, this it was. was. Yeah. You're looking at me when you said it. Thank him. He's right in front yeah. of you. There you go. You two May Italians. Can you Sicilians. How you Sicilians. Do, do you guys have a little code? MaybeFrankMovie.com. <laughs> I, I really can't speak more highly of your film. It is thank so great so and yeah. inspirational and Jeez, I wish we were making money on it. We really promoted that today. Because it's so worth promoting. You guys check I know, it out. I'm it's kidding. amazing. All right, we'll see you next week, and uh, we'll talk to you in the meantime. Craig Shoemaker will be in Arlington, Arlington Draft House, Friday and Saturday. Frank Ferrante, thanks for being here. I really yeah, appreciate yeah, it, brother. You. Thank you. See you. Ciao.
You're listening to the Toad Hop Network, radio worth watching.